This is it. All right, and we're live. Hello and welcome to Pancreation Philosophy, episode six. My name is Pocholo Cruz. This here is Scott McDonald in his chair. I'm over here. Old man McDonald. Oh, yeah, old man McDonald. <laughs> Don't uh, bring that up ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Never. 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 Yeah. Um, I'm over here being over a cold, and so I want to stay away from my co-host and our guest, who I'm really excited to have on. And I'm um, just pretty much just trying to stay alive. So this might be my last podcast. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. But so, Trin's about to be a doctor, so I'm, I'm hoping after this. Oh, that's why? No. No. Okay, so yep, here's our special guest, Shatreen. Shatreen, go ahead and introduce yourself. Say hi. Uh, hi, I'm Shatreen. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, facts, 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 facts. Um, let's yeah. see. I've trained at um, AMC since August of 2013. Damn, that's a long time. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, it was August 2013. Um, came to AMC. I trained. Uh, I started training Muay Thai. Like only a little bit before that, like December okay. 2012. Where did you start, though? Oh, so I actually um, started doing Taekwondo when I was eight. Like, eight? Yeah. Okay. Hey, just like you. <laughs> yeah. Just like me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Taekwondo when you're eight. Yeah, okay. so I actually, um, you know, there was back before 24-hour fitness. Oh, I'm dating myself. But there was Hearts Athletic Club. I don't know, you know? what that is. No. So it was like really local chain but they had um you know free taekwondo kids class there okay, and okay. so my parents were just like you have way too much energy and just pushed me and were just like go to the class hey you, should, like, do, hey, you should do something there you, go. Yeah. you should stop jumping on our furniture like okay. Okay. so do you, and did you do it by yourself i know you also have an older sister did your yeah sister do it with you my sister did like she took the white belt test but she was like she had no she was just like like this is stupid like doing forms and i'd be like taking it super seriously and she'd be like god <laughs> Look at and, this loser and i'm like over no here. you don't understand this is that really is, important <laughs> okay. okay so you start yeah and, and see so taekwondo at eight and then how long did you do that for i think i did that up, up until i was about 17 or 18 right oh wow before. so quite yeah. so quite a bit yeah okay. i um yeah i trained for quite a bit i never really um competed in it though like mm -hmm. i definitely just you're just yeah. activity yeah activity. it was just like an activity i did i mean i just really enjoyed it and i think i to be honest i was pretty shy when i was younger so i think that I even that. though i <laughs> even though i had the kind of you know i always ever just like ambitious kind of streak in me i, I just mm -hmm. was really shy about the idea of being in front of people and okay. having to perform and so okay. you know i think that i um i didn't you know really engage that part of um you know, martial arts. Okay. And so, yeah. So, but it was, um, you know, I really, I mean, I know that a lot of people knock traditional martial arts, but I really enjoyed it. You yeah. know I mean? I think it's a good, if you're kind of starting off, I think it's a good way for mm -hmm. kids to, you know, get involved. Like they're pretty, you know, you can find them almost everywhere. And, yeah. You know, yeah. That's true. So I know yeah. Scott also had his beginning in uh in Taekwondo. Well, yeah. I didn't yeah, 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 well, yeah, 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 Scott and his younger brother, Colin McDonald. Donald was, yeah, just it only lasted like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. We were just yeah. taking off on kids. Yeah. So yes, they're like, go ahead and yeah. work your coffin. And Colin were like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then the sensei or wh
thinking that this brother's going to cooperate, and then he get up to the kid. Ah! All right, go sit over in the corner. Yeah. Both of you are just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> just a rambunctious McDonald's brother. Just crazy. Yeah. Uh, like, your nine years, it's got two weeks. You know, I've actually I thought about going back now and finding that old YMCA Taekwondo instructor and challenging him to a cage. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't say Mike. Taekwondo. <laughs> Like, you want to roundhouse kick the face with these bad boys on? <laughs> like, I visualize yeah, that. Like, I'm going in there with Muay Thai shirts and my two amateur belts and going, is, is Sensei Mike here? And they're like, no, no, all we have is like Pilates. Yeah. And he's like, I need to find Sensei Mike right now, or I'm not leaving. Challenge the yoga teacher, you know, be like her. Yeah, yeah. he breaks, yeah. He breaks yeah. into a Zumba class. <laughs> <laughs> just like, Scott got his start. Yeah. But anyway, so you did Taekwondo for about eight to seventeen. Yeah. Okay. And then did you do any other martial art in between? Yeah, when I was uh twenty for about two, two and a half, three years, I did I boxed. Oh wow. Um, okay. Yeah, I boxed down at um Cappy's boxing gym. Okay. Um you know, it's uh used to be on twenty third Union, but now it's okay, yeah. It's, it's yeah, totally it's a crappy it's, boxing gym. Yeah. yeah, it is. Um it was yeah. a really great place yeah. to be. Um yeah. I really enjoyed it, so. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you know you gotta be tough if your nickname's Cappy. <laughs> you know, I feel like that, that's how it is, like the old school you are. Yeah. The, the you know, the more cartoon sounding your nickname It's is. true. Was Cappy an actual person? Yeah, Cappy was an actual person. So, yeah, he I was thought. my coach, yeah. 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 How yeah. old was Cappy? Cappy, I think, was like probably in his 40s or 50s. Like, he definitely was like this, like, old looking, like, boxing coach with like all these, like, tattoos down his arms. Did but he wear, like, like, uh, like, one of those? It's not a fedora, it's like, the old newspaper boys in New York. Oh, I, 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 know, I know what you're talking about. It's like, yeah. I've definitely seen Vicious Vincent wear the hat. Did he have a cigar in his mouth? He's like, she's got a tinge in the back. Yeah, yeah, you got that one. She's in the back. Yeah, so pretty much, you're talking about like that kind of have that Rocky's brother in Law War. Yeah, yeah, like the pork. I think it's called like, yeah, Polly War. Is that like the pork pie hat or something? Oh, gosh, the pork pie hat. Yeah, Cap is like Polly. Yeah, it was like, yeah, get the ball. Yeah, you got it. You body me. <laughs> just, yeah, spoke with like an East Coast accent. <laughs> She's like, uh, Kathy, I've talked to you on phone and you don't. Know. <laughs> it's my persona. Okay. Yeah, all right. When I'm here, I'm Kathy. Uh, okay, so you were at, you're, you're at, so you did boxing for about two, yeah. about two years. Okay, and then, okay, so what led you? All right, so you did Taekwondo. What yeah. led you to find boxing, or what made you want to do boxing? I think that um, I wrote, I wanted something just a little more physical. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I say more physical. I mean, something where, you know, with Taekwondo, you know, with, with the fighting, you know, it's like yeah. you're just kind of bouncing on your toes. You know, it's a lot of, like, yeah. reaction and paints and, like, yeah. these very flashy kicks. And I really, um, I don't know, I was just really interested in boxing. And I, yeah. I just thought, you know, like, I'd like to really do something where, you know, it's a – it's just it's a little more raw where you're just in each other's yeah. faces more. You yeah, know, I think real. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. it's um, a more like visceral. Yeah, and I think that. you know whenever yeah. I've I'm, I've noticed even when I've like 
box, like sparring, like it's just like you just get hit a lot more, you know, because it's like there's only a few places, you know, it's like, you know, when you're just focusing on like the head and the body, it's like, you know, it's it's just a lot more in your face. I responded really well to that and I really wanted um I wanted that energy and so I really enjoyed it. It definitely was um I think it, it came at like a good point in my life where it helped me kind of um just rebuild like kind of my confidence and mm -hmm. just feel more powerful in myself and so I really enjoyed that aspect of boxing. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So then so they did boxing and then and then what what came after that? So then um, I did boxing and then I went back to school and I was on um, school yeah. where <laughs> I was um, <laughs> did my undergrad at Yale. Post what? Uh, <laughs> what? Shout out to Yale, <laughs> the institution. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no one in Yale is watching. No one at Yale is like yeah. They're like burn. <laughs> <laughs> on school and so I took kind of a break from um you know martial arts uh I w was interested in getting back into boxing and I think that there was this there's a pretty big gym in New Haven that was kind of well known for years but I think when I was there like it was closed or I think they were kind of financial trouble so they okay. weren't really able to keep the gym open and okay. so I was kind of like well that's not really an option so then I just started looking into other combat sports and um and actually Muay Thai is really Big. And at the time, it was really big in kind of New England along the East Coast. The East Coast area. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, and I think it's partially because, you know, MMA wasn't legal at the time. And so, oh, that's you know, right. yeah. MMA wasn't legal in uh, yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah. so I think that, yeah, and I think that really influenced, yeah. you know, and there was the this big, yeah, influenced this big Muay Thai culture there where mm -hmm. I think you see a lot more just strictly Muay Thai gyms there mm -hmm. and, okay. you know, just a lot more competition. And so mm -hmm. um, I walked into a gym and December of 2000 Muay Thai gym uh, and then I just fell in love with the sport I mean I yeah. loved it it was um yeah I really enjoyed it I think you know it was more of a traditional Thai style gym you know where it's okay. very much the slow tempo you know yeah like you're very much here and you know it's you know like oh you're like throwing as hard as you can you're not really focused on footwork or combinations it's very much like each punch or it's like strike counts and so oh, it was <laughs> That's exactly what I do right now. Yeah. No hand movement. Yeah, it's so you know, and I, I did like that. Um, I mean, it was it was interesting because then when I came to AMC, um, you know, several months after that, it was like my style was completely that Muay Thai style where I had taken that on, That's and and I remember um, Greg, one of the coaches at AMC, um, Salty Sage. <laughs> Salty Sage. Yeah. But um, I remember, you know, he picked up on that. We like, you are just so traditional Muay Thai, and very telegraphed, you know, and like the feints, and you know, and so then fighting a style more AMC where it's more flowing, more footwork, you know, um, not quite as rigid. It, you know, it for me because you know, Thai style is just they're kind of just right in front of each other, yeah. and you know, it's well, that that is interesting because I know Scott, you also came from traditional. Or yeah, right, you did. Yeah. Yeah. it's crazy yeah. the parallels between yeah. your journey and mine. It's all it's just like the same thing happened in um, my journey. Is I was in Aikido, and I just got to this point where I was like, this 
is not enough. It's mm. not enough content. You want something more physical. Yeah. But to be honest yeah. with you, I was like, I don't know if this shit's going to work. Other yeah. than the understanding of using someone's momentum against them. Just yeah. like grabbing like wrist locks and stuff. Because they would have you go... They would do stuff where the you and your partner would stand in front of each other. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> you got no. wait, wait, attack me like no, this. No, it's yeah, totally yeah. That and then you just the whole time, and I was like, "Who in the fuck?" Like I remember, like my second month, I was just thinking because I got a lot of street fights. So I was like, "Who in the fuck is gonna cry chop me like yeah. that?" Yeah. So then yeah. uh, I talked to my sensei, and then there was a um, Muay Thai gym down oh, the street. Yeah. So I hopped chat. on that. I did cappies. Um, it was for that same. <laughs> oh, it's. I think. It, I think it's Connor this time. Oh, what's up, bro? Yeah. Well, you know, never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> no, it's, anyway, it's, yeah, so it's for the, it was for the same like reason. It was yeah. like how you described it is how I would describe it as I'm really more um, contact. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to ask you something, though, because not to jump right into it, but we're missing a really big part of just your life, which is um, you've lived in, I think, more than one country outside of the u.s right i mean I yeah, know, I've been, <laughs> pretty much Yale. yeah <laughs> i mean i haven't lived but i've definitely been to a lot of different countries um outside of the u.s and stayed for you know uh different periods of time okay um, so let's back so what so what led you to i guess visit those countries mm-hmm. or like, so what was the purpose of yeah so um in undergrad i was actually um I was pre-med. At, at Yale? <laughs> at Yale. <laughs> yes, I was at Yale. MVP. Uh, <laughs> you're, like, you're like most people that go to Harvard or Yale. It's just like, fuck, I don't want to talk about Harvard or Yale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, um, you know, I, I was really interested in pre-med. Um, and I remember I thought for sure I was going to major in chemistry. Like, you know, I, I really liked it. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, like, this is definitely what I'm going to do. And I actually wound up taking an African studies course just to fulfill, you know, like one of the... Like elective. Yeah, like, you know, so like, like one of the electives. The yeah, like, okay. it was like, you know, it was something, you know, where I, it, it was called, like, State in Africa. And it's about, like, political anthropology in Africa. Okay. And okay. Okay. I really just was... I, I mean, I was pretty blown away because I had never really thought that deeply about different African countries. And mm-hmm. it really um, kind of opened my mind up just to the continent and so that was when i actually after that class i decided to change my major become an african studies major wow okay yeah yeah it was um really and i think at the time i was also taking a lot of global health medical anthropology classes um and so you know i i think that even though i enjoyed chemistry i thought i really wanted to challenge myself and do something just a little bit different from what i had been used to where you know i i was going to do this very um, kind of prototypical pre-med route where you either major in biology or chemistry, yeah. you know, you work in a lab, you do bench research. But I think for me, it was kind of like, I don't know if that really spoke to me, you know, if yeah. that was really yeah. what I wanted to do or, or if that was what I thought I should be programmed to do. Kind of veered off that. Yeah. Path. So then I, okay. I it really spoke to my interest to major in African studies. So then, you know, I studied Swahili and French in college. Um, uh, and and, you know, because I was really interested in East Africa, the first time I went out to um, any part of Africa was I was actually in Liberia. I worked for the Ministry of Health. Okay. Um, I was um, an intern on this project. It was like a pilot project to address the maternal mortality rate. And okay, so, so it was in like a health care. Yeah. Like so, okay. um, yeah. And so I was there for about two months i think um and so i'm not good with geography where where is liberia liberia is on the it's like on the western coast of africa so west coast it's, yeah of africa. um okay. it's like it borders like sierra leone and cote d'ivoire mm-hmm. it's um you know it, it's very much a post-conflict country that was rebuilding um 
the health infrastructure. And so, mm -hmm. and I was interested in kind of post-conflict health and women's health. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I got really drawn into, um, being there and, you know, it was definitely, um, very eye-opening experience. It mm -hmm. was, you know, it, it was just, I, I think that, um, you know, just seeing all the challenges of like, yeah. what do you do, you know, when the country, you know, just needs to be completely rebuilt and, you know, there's just all this trauma and, you know, um, just this like legacy of war. And so, um, yeah, so it was, it was definitely really, um, it was challenging, but just a really interesting experience. And then, um, I wound up, um, the next summer I, uh, was in Kenya for about month and a half, two months, uh, coastal Kenya, Mombasa. Okay. I studied Swahili there. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so I studied Swahili there, was there. And then, uh, the summer after that, I spent about three months in Eastern Congo. Okay. Um, and I worked for a local NGO on like doing research on barriers to, um, family planning in that particular area. So yeah, I did, I had a lot of different experiences in different parts of Africa. Um, uh -huh. So yeah, it was, um, yeah, really amazing. Experiences. So I had another, so I, I could be wrong. Is in Liberia, is that where Monrovia is? Yeah, I was okay. in Monrovia, yeah, okay. the capital, yeah. And that's named after? Monroe. Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> and Monroe. that's where enslaved people were actually taken from. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So U.S. President James Monroe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little history lesson there. I just had a kind of important question, and it's just a part of our topics are usually philosophy here. Or it is. It's all philosophy. Mm -hmm. But you said you witnessed, like, what it was like or the challenges of rebuilding a country. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming you saw, like, infrastructure that was completely depleted, yeah. already on a whole another scale. Yeah. What did that do? Like, how did that juxtapose, like, life in – Western society or in America, like what are some privileges yeah. here that aren't there? Like, what did that do? Like, um, suffering. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I remember, um, you know, like there were of course the basic things like, you know, running water and electricity, you know, where it was like, I, didn't, take <laughs> I know, you know, it's something that, yeah, like now, but like, like I remember when I came back from Liberia, like getting a hot shower, having a flushing toilet, it was, it felt like a luxury to feel like these things that now, like, I don't even think about, like I, you know, right now, if I want to get a glass of water, I'll just go to your faucet or I'll go to a fancy fridge, you know, get the nice filtered water, you know, like I, but I don't think, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't think about that, but you know, these things that, you know, I, I had always taken for granted or I never thought of suddenly it was like, this is a luxury. And me being able to have even electricity for like a couple hours a day is a big luxury, you know, mm -hmm. and that was um, something I never thought of. Even the idea of security being a luxury, you know, when yeah. I was in Eastern Congo, um, I was about to go to Goma, which is another, I was in Bukavu, which is um, kind of the main big city in, um, in the Kivu region. And I was going to go to, Buka uh, to, um, Goma, which is another city, but right before I was going to go, I think it was a few days we were going to, or the day before we were going to head out, actually, the rebels came and took the constant thing. Okay. And yeah. so, you know, it was just, and I think it was interesting because it, just the idea of like security and safety being something for granted, you know, where I, you know, I don't have to worry about you know, a bunch of, you know, rebels coming in and taking, you know, like taking over Kirkland, you know? <laughs> you say that now. Oh, wait, you see that? Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, the same rebels. Oh, Congo. Got you. Oh, crap. Get the guns. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that, um, I think when I was in, uh, Eastern Congo, just, um, you know, even my role as a woman in this society versus seeing how women are in that society was, it was really, um, it was very different because, um, you know, I think, in, in Eastern Congo, it's just, you know, I was talking a lot to women about um, women's roles, family planning, mm -hmm. and a lot of the women said, look, I don't want to have six to eight kids. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, but like, they didn't even know what family planning was. But, you know, for a lot of them, they just didn't have a choice. It was like, they, I think, what did they say? They said, um, like, um, what is it? Oh, which means uh, the life of women is torture. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's in Swahili. It's like, yeah. but I remember they were just, just like, saying that well, no, no, it's yeah. just a quote. Like, I mean, yeah. a lot of women would say that. It wasn't just to say, it was just something they would say where that, they would say, oh, yeah, it's like you wake, yeah, you wake yeah. up early, you know, you breastfeed the youngest baby because you always have like a young baby. Mm -hmm. You have to pick which kids to send to school. You go outside, you work. You know, you work all day in the fields and you have to come home and lay down for your husband. You know, I mean, and then you don't have a choice over when you get to have children. It's just, it's a lot more of a difficult life. And then, you know, especially in Eastern Congo, there was a lot of widespread rape. And um, when I was there um, at the, with the particular group I was working at, they had their own kind of community center. And a lot of um, young girls would come who had been raped and were pregnant and their families had basically kicked them out because, it's you know, it's a very big shame to you know in that particular area and especially to get pregnant and um or you know a lot of uh girls would abandon their babies there so you'd have a lot of orphans there and you um and when I was there there was a girl who came and she was I think she was only 14 or 15 she just had this baby face and she had this big belly and her mom had brought her and her mom was like and the girl was about was probably eight and a half months like she was about to give birth and her mom was like I can't have her in the house because this is a shame to our family and it was basically like kind of like she's your responsibility I'm now to yeah to child. like to the organization yeah. and wow. and I remember and the girl um I think you know she was only like yeah 14 or 15 and she'd been working in the fields when four of um I think that um, she wasn't sure which group they were because they were actually wearing plain clothes like yeah yeah it was like some yeah. group but it was four men who came on her and like she had machete scars on her and you know and um, and after that, you know, she got, she was pregnant. And so it was just, um, I mean, it was pretty horrific to see that. And then to recognize that, you know, she's, so she represents shame to her family, you know, like that mm -hmm. this isn't something that happened to her. It's not yeah. her fault. It's the fact that, you know, she, you know, the fact that she's pregnant been sullied in this way, means that, you know, she's not, um, you know, she, she's, she's a mark on the family and, yeah. I think that was really difficult to see, um, mm -hmm. you know, to see that kind of um, attitude and, you know, and to see, you know, just how much um, suffering that brought. Mm -hmm. And so I think that did change my perspective quite a bit when I came back um, to the U.S. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's powerful. Another thing that's powerful is like you could have definitely just stayed in the ivory tower of Yale. And just been like, you know, and just kind of been safe, but you didn't guard yourself in pursuit of that specialized degree and then majoring in African studies. It's amazing. And I think it's a good segue to, because I know we've talked about this and I, I want to know more. You ended up in Afghanistan at some point? Oh, no. Were you born, were you born in Afghanistan? I wasn't. My, uh, my parents are. My sister is, um, is, uh, was born in Afghanistan, but I okay. do have a lot of family members who go back 
there. I have wanted to go, but um, so I've never been. No, I've never been, but um, my family's definitely like. Which is funny because they're like Eastern Congo, but Afghanistan, you know. Well, no, that's dangerous. You know, too far, Shatrine, too yeah. far. But um, yeah, I've never gone. I have had friends, um, Afghan friends who, um, I have one who after college, she went and lived there, worked there for two years. And, um, you know, she, uh, you know, she was like me where she was born in the U.S. and kind of, you know, part of that big Afghan refugee diaspora. Mm-hmm. And I think she had always wanted to go back and she did, but I think, you know, she definitely, um, she's back here, but it's just not, you know, it's just, it's unstable. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it, it, there's just so much violence and it's so, you know, especially with suicide bombs and bombs, it's just so, you know, it's unpredictable. It's not mm-hmm. like you can be like, oh, this rebel group is here and this is where they're approaching and their movements. It's like, it's like a rogue country. Yeah. Know? It's like, you just yeah. don't know when very the violence, yeah, it's yeah. very, yeah. So, so you are Afghani? Yes. Yeah. So what? The Afghani culture, it's its always been said about Afghanistan and like, you know, there's multiple tribes there, but the Afghan people, they say almost like there's been so many, many military excursions there from like Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, yeah. England, we tried. There's like this warrior culture. I know it's also like patriarchy for sure. Yeah. And you have Sharia that's trying to be implemented there. But like, does your heritage like... Does Eat it, your fighting that? style. Is there? I do. I've seen yeah. you fight, <laughs> and like there's Shatrain trainers, but when when you fight, it's like this. It's like this passion, but it's just like aggression. Yeah. Where you're like, no, you are not going to get a shot in on me. You are not. So I don't know if uh, I might be like <laughs> reaching here. No. Um, but I want to know more about that. No, I think that's a good point. I think you know I. Um, you know, especially on certain tribes, especially among the Pashtun tribe, which is uh, my mom's tribe. Uh, my dad's mm-hmm. tribe is uh, Tajik, but especially among the Pashtuns, like there's the Pashtun Wali, which I think um, is talked about, and it's supposed to be the Pashtun code of honor, and it's about, you know, uh, like things like, you know, um, the homeland and this idea of, you know, kind of protecting your women and, you know, like fighting for your uh, country and revenge and like all these different things that are very, that are part of this code. And it's supposed to, it's kind of interesting because it's not, it's not a very Islamic code. It's, it's like kind of its own, like, it's like, I'm sure probably now, like, you know, with, you know, Islam coming to Afghanistan, like, I just wonder if that particular code kind of predates it as well. But I think, um, I do wonder if that did influence me to an extent because I think, you know, not from, um, I, not necessarily from my parents, but definitely from like my uncle and my cousins. Like my uncle was um, a Mujahideen and he fought the Soviets. In in, the yeah, yeah. So what's Mujahideen? It was, um, you know, part of the holy, uh, holy warriors, you know, who fought, that fought the, the, yeah, the Soviets. Soviets. Okay. So, and interestingly, he had actually studied in... the Soviets. <laughs> this shirt is satire, by the way. He actually wore this on yeah. purpose for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, also, we do not. Uh, we were like, the yeah. Soviet yeah, that we do not condone. We also do not condone child pornography. Oh Just to state again. No, this is yeah. Here's a movie yeah. called Death of Stalin. It's funny. It's hilarious. Check it out. Do you uh, okay. do you condone action genes, though? Is that, that's yeah. the question. Oh, yeah. Most <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Anti-communist. Yeah. 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 Action, action, call the action genes. But, yeah. But, um, so, Mujahideen uh, is holy warrior, and then the person that is the holy warrior is Mujahideen. Mujahid, yeah. Yeah, Mujahid, yeah. And um, so he was actually, he had, uh, it was funny because he had studied in Kiev, 
And so he spoke Russian fluently, like he did his medical training so this is there. Your uncle? Yeah, yeah, and um, and so he, I remember he told us his story, which was pretty crazy, where he just literally left Kabul overnight because the Communist Party was trying to get uh, him to swear fealty to them, and he's like, "Oh wow!" No. Okay. Like you know, I think that it's interesting because you know you really couldn't be apolitical at that point. No. It's like you had to really well, you had to have to you have to make your choice. Like, yeah, who are you with? Who yeah. Are you yeah, and you had to be yeah. completely loyal to the party, you know, speak whatever they said. And so I think and this was the Communist Party. Yeah, the com yeah, in Afghanistan. The yeah. 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 So he um so you know, he fled um Kabul and then I think he was probably on the border with Pakistan and um was I don't know how long he was there for, but yeah, like we have photos of him where he like grew a full beard, had a little Kalashnikov, and was just <laughs> <laughs> I get like, it's like it's such a historic photo, she's like little yeah. Kalashnikov, she's my uncle. <laughs> it's just my uncle. Yeah, just my uncle. Supporting the illusion. Oh, there's uncle over there. Oh man. Now it's so crazy. Um, yeah. So it's interesting because during this time when your uncle's fighting it, in the United States, uh, Osama bin Laden is literally appearing in our newspapers and being lauded as a hero. Yeah, yeah. A Saudi uh, freedom fighter yeah. who is trying to overthrow the, the uh, red regime, communist party. Yeah. And then uh, we see what happens with 9-11. It's just such a different time. People are driving around in the United States with I support the Mujahideen. Bumper stickers I know, on the back of the that's the craziest thing. <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, after 9-11, like, I think right now, if you were to have that, people would be like, <laughs> you know, like. So was your, not to, the focus is on you, but just yeah. a question about your uncle. Was he a particularly religious man? Or? No, he wasn't actually. But for him, he really identified it as this idea of like protecting his homeland where he was like. Like nationalist. Yeah, yeah, like it was yeah. more of a nationalist. It was like interesting because he's not, like even now, he is not. I'm like, Real full disclosure, he yeah. drinks. A Muslim, but like you know, he's not. Like a yeah, he's not like this yeah. very like religious type of person. Orphan. So for him, it wasn't ever about religion. It was more like, well, these invaders are coming into my home. Threat yeah, and so it was this idea of protecting this country. And so, um, yeah, so he um, did that, and um, you know, and so I think that I grew up kind of influenced by those stories of this idea of fighting. Um, so he told you stories. About yeah, like you know, I, yeah, and you know, I had always seen his picture, you know. Um, you know, growing up and, you know, and I think that, you know, it was something that you just kind of grew up and it was imbued with where it was like, you know, you, you know, if you're, you know, an Afghan, like, you know, you don't, you know, like you're just a little fighter, you know, you're just kind of like, you know, you don't, you know, you're never going to give up and you're not going to let, you know, someone like push you around and all that stuff, which is funny because <laughs> I'm like the shyest, like I was so shy growing up. My parents were just like, like I, everyone else was born in Afghanistan. And I was born here in the U.S. So they're always like, oh, Shatrin's the little American. So I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy that you say that because your fighting style is not timid. No, but I feel I feel that's it's that dichotomy of that though. Yeah. yeah. It, so talking about so more onto you and your style because you know you also said in Taekwondo you didn't feel you felt like you're very shy didn't want to. Yeah, compete. I didn't. Okay, like so it. then so then Shoot, what? This is yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. So then so now let's talk about your shift like you know towards fighting. So what? So clearly. When you you know when you started you know Muay Thai and then started you know training at AMC. So what so what what made you pretty much what's fueling what made you want to fight? Like, what made you? I think yeah. for me fighting became um, it almost became like a, a challenge for myself. Of mm -hmm. you know it was something that I was just so 
afraid of doing, of putting myself, it wasn't so much, I mean, you know, like I just, I get thrown around all the time at the gym by Caro. So like, you know, I was like, yeah. <laughs> sparring. I mean, sparring. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, just, walk he just walks in. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so like, I read that. Stream. Yeah. Hey, but you'll hate Scott. And that's how Katrina injured her knee. It's like, it's like into that right now. It's like, like clarification. Yeah. 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 Sparring. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, we thought we're just. Listening, <laughs> yeah, this is guy just care of just slapped her around, just her around, and I'm injured now. So, oh, oh. but yeah, but yeah. no, but, so you it was a challenge because it's something vastly different, yeah. It was you've done before, yeah. Right? I think it was kind yeah. of this idea of like you know, really um, challenging myself and putting myself out there, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was you know, it's a feeling of vulnerability, you know, mm -hmm. to really be up there and be in front yeah. of a bunch of people, you know, because you've been in front of fighting crowds and like a lot of people who don't know the art will just be like, cut his head off or whatever, you know, like they'll just, they, well, they, they won't say you know? this, they'll be like, break his head off. Like, oh, like one guy, just like a axe, he's like, what is this app? Oh, this was axe. Yeah. Where's the axe? It's just that general. Blood was. Yeah, it's like you know, that's why people blood. used to watch execution. Yeah, exactly. That was or how like they passed the time. Games, yeah, they go. Know, yeah. Are you not entertained? Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. you know, it's and then you have people you know yelling, and I think it was just the idea of being under these bright lights and really mm -hmm. performing. And so then I really was, I want, I thought, you know what, this really scares me, and this is something that you know, like I've just kind of been more of a reserved person, yeah. and so I thought that this would be a good challenge for me to move forward and start fighting and really yeah. challenging myself because I think also, you know, when you're, when you're fighting um, in front of a bunch of people, it does, your style does change. You know, some people yeah. will, you know, who are like just, you know, totally wailing on people at the gym will kind of freeze up or some people will suddenly like, oh my gosh, I never knew you had that in you, you yeah. know? So. And that's you, what you just described at the end or watching your smoker. And I just felt so sorry for your opponent because <laughs> you were just hitting her so hard and just kick. I was just like, that's I wasn't that surprised. Because <laughs> like, she talk shit? Does she treat me? Because like, in sparring, I mean, at least my sessions with you, you are aggressive, but it was more like technical. You're trying to em embrace the technique. Well, I didn't see that at all. <laughs> so I guess you're I just, I just saw Fist of Fury. No, but I feel, um, I feel though that's an interesting point that, that you said. I, f I feel like when, well, you know, martial arts in any form is just it's just a form of expression. I feel yeah. like that's just you expressing yourself. So right. even though you are this like reserved person, I feel it's just that, you know, when people when people are you know, under under the lights, their true persona shows. Yeah. So it's interesting because you know some people who are quote unquote gym bullies, yeah, they're not the same when the light when the lights are on no, them because I yeah. feel like they that's not who they truly are. They're just trying to show cover up their weakness. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, for you, I feel like you've never been you're you haven't been quite to a point where you've had to show mm. like your strength but i feel you're a lot stronger than you know which is what which is what shows like when you fight from there and i feel that's just how that's, that's just how it goes in terms of uh in terms of fighting like your personality like shows throughout yeah. you know because like we all three of us we all train together but mm -hmm. all of us when we fight we fight differently yeah but it's also it's it's like your fingerprint. It's just like yeah. it's who you are. Like if you if I saw like a silhouette of like Scott fighting, I I could know who that was just because I know how Scott moves. Yeah. So if I saw you and vice versa, and I'm sure you guys like saw me, you yeah. probably understand like 
you like who who it was. It's just because there's the movements, there's the actions. Because I feel like at, at the core of it, it's your identity, mm-hmm. and it's just your because yeah. you, your your actions are powered yeah. by your thoughts, and your thoughts are powered by your character. Yeah, and then, and that's who you are. So I'm a little, a little concerned now with that analysis because my yeah. nickname is the Psycho. So does yeah. that mean I'm truly insane? No, I don't think you're okay. truly insane. I, I think that, that, <laughs> that was like. Like, First of all, I don't, I can't stand that nickname. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. But this is what I, I was told, and yeah. um, it was, I fought in Tri Cities. It was my third fight, and I, I fought this guy who looked like he walked out of the Road Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, he didn't show. Two me. men enter. One man leave. It, it was yeah. in Tri Cities. Yeah. It was outside, like literally. You when you walk, it was at this bar. Yeah. You walk out. There's the room. Yeah. There's just desert. Yeah. It was crazy, but he um. Didn't weigh in is what Drew told me. Drew yeah. Bogachire. Yeah. And anyway, I remember at the beginning of the fight, I this was my second fight. I came out, I touched gloves, and I almost knocked him out with what I knocked my last opponent out, which was a one, a ten to the body, and uh, the my the opponent, my first fight, shot right into my knee. So I almost knocked this guy out, and I didn't. And then I was mad because I didn't knock him out in the first round. Mm. And I was frustrated in the corner. And then I submitted him, and I did the stupidest thing. I taunted him, like I choked him, and then I went, "Oh!" Ah! And I, I yeah. feel like I was. You did that. was trying to talk to me. He couldn't like yeah. talk to me, and then that's when he was like, "Scott's fucking crazy." Yeah. And I think more it was just a reference to the intensity. Yeah. But I think I think it's just the intensity, and I think yeah, psycho. That's from like a very like you know that's from very outside stance of mm-hmm. someone would term. I think for you, Scott, you're you're just very you're just very driven and you're intense. Like when you see something. Like you go, you go out and get it, and, that, and, that, and that's just how it is. I feel like that's like psychotic to normal people, like from there, like from Thank you. That's how it's like single minded, yeah. you know. Like it's yeah. it's a very it's very intent. But when I think about you, know. you think of driven, you know. Yeah, that, that's why I think. Yeah, you're driven, you're driven, you're passionate. Scott driven yeah. McDaniel. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. That sounds that sounds lame, but no that's no they think about it if like if some like fighting crowd heard of <laughs> driven the car or do you drive I'm himself like, here did you yeah. think yeah. this i'm like yeah. we're not yeah. homophobic right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i was yeah i what i was imitating was you know a common fight thing yeah, yeah. So that's, that's true that, that, yeah. that's exactly well, like what what you think about it's it. funny yeah. we're bringing this up because um, Trevor was trying to convince me throughout my career to like come out in a straight jacket. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He was like, yeah. he was like, man, we yeah. could do like a universal straight jacket. Yeah. With, and then yeah, like he just come out yeah. like this. And I was like, Trevor, I just yeah. no, I don't want to. And then I fought um, my pro in my pro debut. I remember Craig Jackson. Do you know who that is? Do you remember Craig Jackson? Yeah. He was training with us. Yeah. And then he watched me fight. He was like, "Dude, they should call you Psycho." I was like, "They already do this because yeah, yeah. you fight like." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but I agree with you guys. It's it really is like. It is expression, yeah. um, and it's interesting because in there's in gym, there's training in the gym, mm-hmm. and it's easy for people to be assholes in that setting because the stakes aren't high. Yeah, because yeah, the stakes are low. Yeah, they're real yeah. low. So if you're yeah. beating everyone's ass in the gym, like, that to me that doesn't tell me you're a good. Yeah, yeah that's true. When you're underneath the lights in front of a crowd, that pressure. Yeah, like there's a lot to perform even at the amateur level, and so yeah. something does come out, and I think. Um, our histories, our backgrounds, our experiences, everything is kind of like displayed there. Exactly, because yeah, because that that's all what crafted you. You become who you are. Yeah, and that that gets gets displayed there. And again, this is just my uh, subjective interpretation. But when I saw you fight, you train. I found out you were Afghani. I was like, it just makes you just fight like with that tenacity. Like, it's like you will not overcome me. Like yeah. some people sit back and they're like, I'm smooth, and I'm, you don't. 
you're smooth, but you just fight like I will not give you an inch. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it makes sense that like that was your upbringing. And I want to segue too into because we asked Morgan about this, and I'm not asking this question um, for any reason other than to, to just open up the uniqueness of being a, a woman in a combat mm. sport that is highly high masculine. Like, yeah. So what was that like? Like coming into the sports so two the first question is what was it like just training with guys like any interactions that were cut you were kind of like what the fuck or yeah. was there like were you received warmly and then this after that is like how did your family yeah react? Oh. i mean those are two heavy like, <laughs> waited, but that's just, yeah. like, here we go <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um you know i think that Luckily at AMC, I feel like um, for the most part, you know, uh, I've been treated really well by the guys there. I mean, obviously, you know, I wouldn't be on this podcast if I didn't like like you guys and think you were, you know, you were deep Brandon, even if he's out in the outfit somewhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's on the online Silver Back MMA. So oh, right. yeah, Shout that's true. Back MMA. Yeah. Yeah. So, so put a plug in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, you just, I, I found that, um, I, I really got lucky with, um, you know, these um, these men who were willing to, like, you know, train me and really treated me as a martial artist, as a fighter, you know, and they didn't, you know, just see me as, like, you know, a girl. I think, you know, um, or I think I had told you this, Scott, but there was, you know, someone who was pretty, I mean, I think, like, you know, of course you get these comments from, like, people outside of the gym, but, you know, people within the gym, um, you know, you don't really get these kinds of comments, but, like, oh, you know, you're too pretty to fight. But for me, when I heard it, it was the person <coughs> I heard it from, and I'm not going to say it, but it was someone who was very accomplished, you know, in fighting, you know, yeah. had had this very long story career. And so, for me, it wasn't just about, oh, someone saying this, because it's like, of course, you know. People, I was there when they said yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah. I remember, yeah, like, and I know, and I'm. Funny enough, that was the second or third time he had said it, who has done that. And so it's really hard not to take that personally. And to be honest, I really wanted to um, learn from him as well, because, you know, he had an interesting style. And like, you know, I think that for me, I always want to learn from anyone that I can. And so having that encounter happen, it was like, okay, I can't be around this person anymore. You right. know? Yeah. And, and so I think, you know, when that happened, it was kind of like, it was just unfortunate because it's like it just I mean, of course, it says more about his mentality. But for me, it was kind of a, the loss of like a potential, you know, source of knowledge, you know, someone. Yeah. You know, yeah. And just a, I'll, let, I'll let you finish, too. But I, for me, that was an eye opening experience because like I was finishing my degree at UW and like going through all these enlightening classes on yeah. uh, social justice and, and inequity. I remember when he said that. And then not only did that person do that, but then they approached me and they were like, Oh yeah, man. Uh, what is it like? You know, you're training with girls, and I was like, I'm training with another martial artist. Mm -hmm. And then I just was like, dude, this. I just told this one. I was like, this boys' club, like a, a men's club, like men only. And then like, you should have heard all the comments that happened after that. I was just dumped because I was like, should train is a great training partner. Period. Mm -hmm. You know, she pushes me. She's approached me and wants to work the clinch. She's helped me revisit techniques that I utilized in a very long time. So for me, that was like a breakthrough. When I never, I was never actually conscious of like that that difference um, in women training, what y'all had experienced, mm -hmm. and just how easy it kind of is for me to integrate into that hyper masculine environment. Yeah. Yeah. And just not have to deal with anything other than just the perseverance or maybe training relationship issues. Yeah. What you have to deal with is completely different. It's those comments. Yeah. It's part other things. I've heard other stories. Yeah. That are just like you know making my eyes open up wide. So. 
Yeah, but I, you know, I appreciate that. Just shows your perseverance too. Just kind of going like, that's a stupid ass thing for you to say, and I'm a kid. Yeah, train. it's yeah. yeah. Especially from someone yeah. that you look up to. Yeah, yeah. and I think or you look yeah, up to. yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. like you know, it's um, you know, of course it's discouraging, but you know, it's like, you know, if he doesn't want to teach me or if he doesn't feel like he takes me seriously enough, then well, it's his loss too. You yeah. know, like he lost me as a student. You know, yeah. and maybe. I may not have, you know, this long story career, but I could have, you know, learned a lot from him and been able to incorporate that into my style. So, you know, so I look at it that way and it's yeah. like, you know, and then I moved on to better, you know, people like you guys, you know, Greg, you know, Brandon, I mean, I moved on to people, Briggs, you know, people yeah. who were willing to treat me just as a martial artist and take me yeah. seriously and know, yeah. you know, you want to learn, of course, I'm going to teach you, you know, yeah. that. so I think, um, yeah, but those, I think those experiences, unfortunately, are, just really um like they're just so common um yeah. mm -hmm. and you know i think luckily at amc um you know the thing i love is that matt really keeps like such a positive atmosphere yeah. you know and he mm -hmm. really doesn't tolerate you know any nope. of that kind of stuff like he yeah. really that's the thing that's the reason why i think i love that gym so much is yeah. because you know i've always felt completely respected as a martial artist coming to learn you know i never yeah. felt like oh, I'm a woman, or like, oh, if this guy talks to me this way, that's tolerated, or if this guy does this, you know? Like, it's not it's like you come into the gym and there's a giant pillow for it, and all yeah. the guys are trained in there with no girl. <laughs> right. Like, it's just like, yeah. you can easily, get, you can easily yeah. get that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I tell, I remember just, and I, I'll end it on this, yeah. I remember talking, I remember the guys that trained with this person you're talking yeah. about. Yeah giving me shit about training with you. And I was like, I'm getting better work with should train yeah. than what you guys are doing. And that's why I'm out here. That's why I'm investing my time. So it's yeah. like, obviously I'm getting something out of it. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. it just shows a very backward sense of thinking just, yeah. just a, in a total sense. Yeah. And it's like you said, they lost you. Mm -hmm. And it's, it just shows like how it's just closed mindedness. And I think yeah. closed mindedness that has, that has no place right? like mm -hmm. here. And it's just, and just in terms of learning overall, but especially in terms of, martial arts that just shows like because what else are you going to be close-minded about yeah you know from there and i feel and i but i yeah. feel like don't it just, tell me about your politics man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, want to know. And, and don't want to hear about it but i feel like but that i mean that's what you know that's what i feel is good because you know i've never looked you know i've never looked looked at you know people as like lesser just because of, mm. of who they are from there because like Scott says, like I only seen you as a martial artist. Like, yeah, that, that doesn't, yeah. That doesn't affect. The only me. person I don't see as a martial artist is Ender. Yeah, that because, guy is. A yeah, <laughs> because you know what? I don't see Ender right now, right? and I can't see. Where him. Is yeah, but yeah. And no getting you done. That's on the record. Yeah, exactly. I know what he's not on right now. A date. But yeah. So yeah. Anyway, back 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 on to important things. But I feel it just shows like. It's just like any, you know, any relationship you have with people mm -hmm. is that people either find a way to stay in your life or yeah. they'll find a way out. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's just like anything. And I think it's, it's very big of you to, you know, not let that, you know, dissuade you. But I feel that it's how you can't let stuff like that dissuade you, yeah. you know, especially because if you're going on to like a, a certain path, people, people aren't going to agree with you, yeah. you know, from there. And I think especially like even, especially me, like on like how I see like in my path, like uh people that i respect maybe not they don't necessarily know much about martial arts like my family yeah but they just don't um i mean for better or worse just don't really get like yeah. what, what what i do and you know it's like that's a little bit more difficult because it's not like i can't just take them out of my lives yeah i can't it's it's a shame that they cannot share 
something in my life that's very important to me mm -hmm. that they can't see eye to eye with me on that. But I still. Do you feel like they judge you for it? Like oh, they, yeah, like, like they see like, it as like, oh, you're being you're doing this because you're angry at the yeah. world. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're like angry because yeah. you're because you're you know, yeah. oh, what what did we like? Did we not raise you right? Yeah, you know, yeah. From here, like what is violent? But you know, it's and it's it's okay. Or well, I've I've gone to rationalize. It's just you know, they've come from a different way. Yeah, of thinking like I'm just an old, and it's not not that you know. I mean, I may not agree with it, but I. You know, I can't. I can't let that stop me. Yeah. I can't let that because they can't live their life for me. Mm -hmm. I have to. I can only live it like for them, and I can't live for them. Yeah. You know, from there. So I, I, I can respect their decision, but I can still go, you know, another way. And that's because you know I'm Filipino. I come very traditional, like a like a Roman Catholic like setting. Mm -hmm. So they don't. Yeah. They they really just don't. They don't see. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean God. I mean God grants you. The, God grants you the power to commit genocide to other people, but not the power to do violence. <laughs> how, how do I know? But I mean, that's. Like, yeah, yeah. I was whooping that ass. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, but no, but it's like, I, it just, it just didn't quite like correlate like with me from there. Yeah. But okay, so because that's the second part of Scott's question. Like, so how does your family, you know, deal with you know your you know with your martial arts journey? I mean, I think you know my dad has definitely been like. Don't get hurt, you know. I mean, he's just, yeah. you know. Of course, like they just uh, were more. I think. Well, my parents were definitely more concerned about me getting concussed, especially since, yeah. You know, I do. You know, like I'm. I'm going into medicine, and mm -hmm. so you know, and and you know, a lot of that does involve your brain. So I think they were more worried. Wasn't for them. It wasn't about like, oh, you know, if your nose gets broken. It was more like, what if you get concussed and you know you're yeah. not able to function? And that's actually a really valid point, you know, because I've definitely seen some bad concussions in our gym, you know, yeah. where you're like. And, you know, like, yeah, we're like, you know, um, you know, like I, I saw, you know, one of our training partners, you know, she, when she got concussed, you know, she just could not, like, she had to like lie in a dark room for weeks, you know, mm -hmm. and wasn't supposed to think and, you know, like that. Uh, and That's I think, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's scary. And I think, you know, especially since I'm going into something where I will have to use my, you know, my brain and really rely on my memory yeah. and, you know, and really yeah. think through things. I, I do have to consider that yeah. as well. Um, you just and have so to that think was, in life. Yeah. So they, yeah. I mean, I guess not everyone. I've seen some, <laughs> I've seen some examples of people that have managed to go through It's just a different yeah. type of thing with like specialized fields. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like yeah. being, being a paralegal. Like it's just this working memory drain. Yeah. Because you have to, like, in our profession, like, you remember case law, you have to remember the fact pattern. You yeah. have to see what arguments can be formulated because the attorney comes in and is like, I need you to find this piece of evidence. I need you to look at this case law and you're just, it's different. So yeah. I can see why that would de be a concern um, from your family. What did your uncle, does your uncle know you're fine? Yeah, he what does. Do he totally, he loves it. He like, he shows my, <laughs> yeah. he's like, he shows my videos to people. He was like, he's like, but um but yeah and i thought it was interesting i think scott because you you know talked about being like a paralegal and i did that you know the working memory and i think you know and you i mean i've been out of since i've been injured i've kind of you know taken a step back mm -hmm. and it's interesting because sometimes when i come back and i've talked to some of our teammates who have been concussed like 
I know if they've been concussed several times and you can tell because sometimes they'll talk and they'll kind of almost forget what they're talking about, you know, and kind of repeat stories. And so, and that to me was really frightening. And that's I think that's thing. when I started thinking more and to be honest, like before I got injured and, you know, and tore my ACL, I was, I didn't think I kind of, you know, it's kind of plausible deniability. Yeah, like, like, yeah, you, yeah. you have to accept a certain amount of danger or risk, right. When you're stepping into the ring. Yeah. But then when I started seeing the effects where it's like, I'm talking to my teammates and, they can't remember what they're saying, it you know, like, yeah, yeah, it became more, it was like, oh, taking a step away and seeing that and realizing, gosh, what, what kind of toll it takes on your body. And yeah. then, you know, <laughs> what, 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 yeah. I mean, especially, you know, you, but like, well, because then it freaks you out. Too. Yeah. I mean, you're opening this door to this discussion is like, because we all have moments where it's like, we're, we're deep in conversation. We're like, what was I talking about? Or where were yeah. we and when I find myself having those moments, sometimes I'm just like, fuck, is that because I've been hit? In a fight, and man, my career—I took very little damage. I was, yeah. I was thankful, but I still—I've been hit. I've been yeah. stunned. You know, uh, I think two times really bad. Yeah. Um, never dropped, but it—it's scary, right? Yeah. And it's—it's. It's, I've heard, you know, we've all—I hope we've all seen concussion or yeah. Concussion. yeah, yeah. It's like concussion, yeah. Concussion, yeah. where he takes the, the most powerful scene in that movie. I mean, there's a ton of them. Is where he takes, I think it's a ball or an egg or something in a glass jar, and he's going like that. And it's like even just a little bit of a motion like this, or your neck moving yeah. forward or backwards, mm. the brain there's it's fluid just, in yeah. so yeah, it, it gets it, the front it, and the back. So I I, I have concerns about that, yeah. so the mental health and like um, I worry about guys uh, in the gym too who like yeah. may not be maybe having issues and not talking about it. Yeah, there's an ex teammate of ours who. Uh, I'm pretty sure he had a lengthy college football career mm. and then. Uh, Took a lot of damage in his fights, and I'm sure there's yeah. something there. And yeah. It's scary. So it's like we all have to confront that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because um, we all have to. Because we all have to be concerned. About and we want to live. Yeah. You know, like I don't fight anymore, and so yeah. like I'm going. There's a life beyond it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's and that's I think that's something that also getting injured made me think about is like you know life after you know because you can't fight indefinitely unless you're one of those people fighting for prison and you're just like, you know, 55 still going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not everyone has the opportunity that you have. Right? Yeah. You to medical school. And that's, yeah. that's the thing where it's like, we have to be humble too, is it's like just opportunities we have. Some people, this, that's it. Like, that yeah, is, that's true. There's some people who like, this is, this is their out, you know, like yeah. that. And that was the thing that I, I always remember was that like, you know, I'm pretty lucky because I do have other mm -hmm. things, you know, that like, you know, I really enjoy, but there are other people who, you know, this is, this is it for them. This mm -hmm. is what they, you know, that, you know, they can't see themselves doing anything outside of it. And you definitely see, like, I remember there, um, I was reading an article I was talking about how, you know, the Muay Thai champions after, you know, you know, they peak when they're super young, right? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like 14, 15, 16, 17, they're like lumpany champions, you know, mm -hmm. and then you see them later on and it's like, you know, in their twenties, it's like they're over the hill, they're yeah. used up. And that's just weird to think of, you know, especially so over the hill. Yeah. In their I mean, 20s. Yeah. And especially, yeah. you know, with our fighting culture here in the U S with MMA, it's like your twenties, it's like, Oh, you know, you're up and coming, you're getting to your peak, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so it's, interesting to start thinking about more about longevity and like, you know, cause I think longevity in the sport means being a martial artist, you yeah. know, and working to improve rather yeah, than, yeah. you know, I want to fight. I want to be under the lights. I think for me, it means, well, how do I incorporate this into my life? You know, yeah. in a broader, from a broader perspective, yeah, you know, so not just the fighting. Yeah. About it. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's very important. I think that's something everyone, I, I, cause I think 
even though more people will tend to look at it, you know, later in their career, I feel like that's something any point yeah. of that they should think about yeah. because it's because it's a thing because it's going to end it's yeah. going to end sooner you know maybe sooner than you think it yeah. could be later than you think but well, there's, there's a, a shelf sorry. life but yeah what's what are you going to say there's a shelf life and there's also um a lot of people in the gym who have that dream especially yeah. our gym mm. yeah they have, they have that, to yeah. go yeah. To the big show. Mm. Yeah. To go to one. To go to, to yeah, go to UFC, UFC. Yeah. To be the champion. And I've talked yeah. to guys at the gym where they're like, this is it. This is my shot. I don't yeah. want to think about anything else. And I can't think about anything else or I won't be able to go forward. I'll start. They, they, need, they need that drive. Yeah. But the, yeah. They, yeah. But the most intelligent thing to do is to have a plan B. Yeah. And so coming back into the gym after being gone for a while and having like invested my time and my mind into other things, yeah. I try to bring that. Yeah. yeah. Just because I'm like, Look, this is a business. Yeah, this is a this is gonna take. If you had any sort of martial arts spirit, and I mean, we all cultivate it differently, right? Yeah. There's like the pure athlete who may yeah. not care about the spiritual. Yeah, but they, yeah, yeah they, But there's something they get out of it. Yeah. But the UFC, it'll it'll take that from you. Oh yeah, you it know, really, yeah, it'll take it. It'll commodify it. And if you aren't performing or if you're not doing what they want, they will just throw you. Yeah, away. it's such you, a business. You, you, you've added yeah. nothing to them. Yeah, because yeah. like you look at. Um, DJ and just yeah. the way he's been. Who? <laughs> I don't. Well, you might as well, really. Yeah. Who might as you well know, say you have this incredible, Oof. like you know, you know, you have DJ and just the way that you know he's been. Mm-hmm. We've seen how he's been treated. It, it's, it's just shocking because it's like a, a doctor. Like so, DJ's equivalent as a doctor would be like you know some Nobel Prize winner. You know, like yeah. some. And, and like that guy would get accolades, he would get recognized, he would, you know, he would get some yes. you know, crazy profession. He would be set with DJ. It's like he's not like he's constantly challenged or said, oh, you know, you're ducking so and so and you're not doing this. And oh, you're, you're you know, like he's, all not, these- he's not even the highest paid. And that's just so frustrating. Not even close. Not even and it's close. so frustrating because it's like he is working on his craft and working and constantly growing and improving. And it's like. You just see that. You think that in any other career, that would be respected. Get all the crowds in. That's that what they the want. entertainment yeah. value. It's the entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I and I get that. You know, like fighting is always like boxing. You know, you've always had the promoters and, mm-hmm. you know, that whole, you know, I mean, you can see it with all these like crazy weird fights like McGregor. And in any other career, they would be appreciated. They'd be recognized and to not you know, to not see that equivalent. And you're life. absolutely right, because on some levels, not even on some levels, just straight, just straight like, up, that yeah. is DJ's genius. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's a kinetic genius. The yeah. way he moves, the, the way he's able to combine multiple techniques. No yeah. one else in the game does that. Yeah. And he isn't, he should be treated like yeah. that. No one else in the game has even come close. Yeah. No one has come close yeah. at all. And honestly, when, when he's all said down, I don't think there's going to be People no. are gonna realize. People are gonna realize like that they missed something special. Yeah, you know, because they're not gonna see it. Ahead of his time, I guess. Yeah. I, I think like yeah. you know, no. I think that that's that. I think that it's gonna be one of those that you know people look back on and are like, like wow, yeah. how, how how did we miss that? It was yeah, just and that's like, like face. yeah, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna be doing all the like yeah. Lawrence Kenshin breakdowns yeah. of you know yeah. all these different like how many different fights could you break down and just be like look yeah. at this little technique look what yeah. he did you know? yeah so, I, I like how joe rogan always uh, refers to dj as the guy that up-and-coming fighters should watch yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that's why i feel blessed is even in my style as expressing itself today is very similar to his because of how much training i did yeah him. yeah um and i'm just glad that you know 
I'm able to take those things that he does, not do them exactly like he does, but like bring them yeah. back, show how successful they, um, his uh, different techniques are, and just his way of thinking about fighting, which yeah. is a very pure yeah. way of fighting. He looks at it like a job, but I think it's not like an exploitative way or like he wants to be a dick. He just he works hard at his job. The guy yeah. used to work at like yeah. a, at a, at a plant a, where yeah. like he was creating yeah. pipes or exactly. was it pipes? Yeah, like he, was a he pipe did some pipe. labor. He job. did he did some like labor like a wear, labor warehouse job. Like DJ to me is like the is like quintessential workman. Yeah. Yep. Just blue who just, yeah, ball, just yeah. go goes in, does his job, goes out, just yeah. like there's like no fluff. Yeah. And he's but that's the thing, and he's been like that. Like you know you've been there since you fought DJ. Yeah. And then, then trained with him. I've you know known known him for years. You and it's not like there is no you know the DJ is who he is. Yeah. Well there's a story he told me and I'm gonna use this to then but I think DJ also has um he told me this like when he fought Ammo Call the second time, he felt like he hit a wall. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Like there was something that um he was going through and I just remember him describing to me, he was like he doesn't get very vulnerable, but he did with me. He's like, dude, I'm just so frustrated. I was like almost in tears because I felt like there was a part of my game that was lacking and I was trying to work with Matt and I couldn't get it. Um, and I feel like on some level, DJ had to like confront himself mm -hmm. and what he was going to be. Yeah. Um, and he may not say that, but that's what I gathered from is it's like, dude, he always would just reject any type of criticism. Like, bro, you can be a world champ. Like Matt was talking to him, like Custom Model talked to Tyson, like, yeah. bro, you can be champion of the world. You know that? Quit your fucking job. Yeah. And on some level, even though DJ is amazing and great, I think part of him didn't really believe that. Yeah. He's like, no, I need to keep my job. Like, I'm this is this is a big risk. So he was confronting all that pressure. Yeah. But then, like, in his mind, his inability to like get certain things mm -hmm. to reach that level. But then he had a breakthrough. And then he just fucks animal. What is present in that story? Um, and just in his career is like he has really confronted himself. Mm. He he talked what he said his skill set or his main motivator is his own will. Yeah. He's like, my will will not be broken. Mm. He's like, I remember he told me that because I used to be super religious and shit. He's like, see Scott, you believe in God. I believe in my will. Mm. Is that I will not let someone break me. And at the center of martial arts is just confronting the self. Yeah. yeah. The deep parts of yourself, the vulnerable yeah. parts of yourself, like you talked about, the undiscovered parts of yourself. Yeah. Um, fear, mm -hmm. um, praise, right? Yeah. We're judged a lot by how we receive praise and so yeah. we don't receive it well. But I want to ask you in your journey in martial arts, what have you like faced and what have you felt like you've overcome? Um, it's very philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, um, I think that I've definitely, I've had certain demons that I've, um, faced in, um, in martial arts, um, you know, like also like, you know, um, when I first came to boxing, I was actually severely depressed and it was a way for me to get out of the house every day where it's like, I literally was like, I don't care about anything, but I can go to boxing today and yeah, I can yeah. at least get out of, you know, like I can get out of bed and I can go to boxing because that makes me feel good. And so, you know, so there was that kind of demon. And then with Muay Thai, um, you know, someone like really, um, like, you know, violated my trust. And I remember for me, it was coming back to, you know, Muay Thai and really being able to say, 
you know, like that this was my sport, you know, and that this person couldn't take that away from me, you know? And I think for me, it's been a way of me reclaiming myself and reclaiming my space and my voice, you know, like the fact is, is that a lot of times I think um, one of my big fears is that, oh, I don't deserve the things that I do, you know, that I'm not as good and good enough, or I'm not this, you know, like that I'm, you know, like, oh, you know, I just, you know, I work really hard, but I'm not that great. Or, you know, like I've always had, I've always had that voice inside. And like, I remember anyone because I, like, but see, and I think that's the reason why it contributed to me being depressed is because it can break you down. Yeah. You know, it can just dress you down and it knows all your vulnerabilities because, you know, it's you saying you're this, you're this, don't ever think you're, you know, like, don't think you're anything better than you are. And I think for me, martial arts was a way of me reclaiming my space and my ability to take up space in the world and my ability to hold myself up and say, no, I belong in this ring. No, this is my space. No, you will not infringe on me. And it's funny because like, yeah, when it's like, you know, when I fight, it's definitely that I'm not going to give anything because it's like, no, like you have stepped, like you have stepped into my space. Like this is my space. Like you are not like, you know, like you get out of my space. And that's really how I feel because it, it, it tells me, look, I have a right to exist. I have a right to be who I am, you know? And so for me, it's this, it's kind of a self-actualization of being like, this is who I am. And this is part of who I am. And this is okay for me to take up space and to be myself and to grow and blossom. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's very telling because thing that Scott just said, DJ did to himself, which is confronting his own voice or confronting himself there. And I think that's just, I think that's just a common, uh, that's a common paradox really of being an artist. Mm. It's just a matter of taming your own personal demons or your own personal monsters yeah. and making it drive it to you because as harsh as your voice was in essence, like that is the, the very same thing that puts you down is, is, is the same thing that brought you up yeah. to the same space. Cause you know, we were talking about this also last week when we were talking to Morgan, mm. how she's, she, she talked herself, how she was a very, she was a perfectionist and how she, yeah. she really talked herself down, yeah. but you cannot deny that the pressure she put on herself was what led her to get her to her heights. I know Scott's also very hard on himself as yeah. well. And that's exactly, I mean, this, it's the same, the same thing that can, that keeps you down can, can take you up. But yeah. at the same point, like the higher you go up, the higher, you know, higher those, those yeah. lows are. It's just a matter of like, it's just who you are as a person yeah. like from there. And it's understanding it's understanding that personal, that personal voice, that personal yeah. demon that you have. Well, that, yeah. inner, that inner voice that you just described is, it's so like cunning because it's mm. you. It's literally self-talk. Yeah. Like, um, I, uh, I've been active for some periods of time in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and my dad also has been sober for like 18 years. He's mm. active in Alcoholics Anonymous mm. and sponsored multiple people. And he, uh, had the same thing, anxiety, self-criticism. And I remember he told me he went to this speakers meeting where this guy was talking about all these struggles he had. And he was like, yeah, when I first got sober, I had these uh, things that I called the talking heads. Talking he said like, he said he'd be sleeping and he'd wake up and he'd just like start obsessing and he'd just hear, you're awake. Yeah. And it was him talking to himself. Yeah. Like yeah. they were waiting on him. Just to, he's like, they were just, just waiting on him to tell me, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. And he was, he was like, yeah, I wake up in the morning and I do a body scan. And I'd see a mole and I'd be like, it's cancer. Better not going to work today. <laughs> like, it's like, but that, that's just, that was just, that was just his immediate jump. It, it wasn't even that big of a jump. Yeah. It was just, yeah. So I, and I know George St. Pierre talked about this, just like the self talk. Yeah. And, and that is what can make us feel inferior. People yeah. can make us feel inferior. Society can make us feel yeah, inferior. Yeah. Just the world in general. And I, and yeah. I want, I want to really speak this out there too, because there's so much 
there's still a lot of negative connotation about fighting, mm-hmm. but I, there is not a thing yet that I've done that has helped me confront that, mm-hmm. that has helped me just literally go, fuck you to that voice yeah. and like, in the face of so much risk and uncertainty and danger and just being like, I don't care. Yeah. There, I would just, there would be these points I get to in camp where that voice would like, I go home after training. Maybe the session wasn't that good. Mm. Um, I was exhausted, especially Saturdays. And I just sit there and someone would just start saying, dude, you're going to get knocked out. Yeah. You're going to get knocked out in front of your family. And then I would just get like a week out. I, that would start happening. And I just be like, so what? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. And the, to, to people who, are locked into the the sport like that and the art they don't get that yeah. you know because they run they either work all the time and don't face it or they drink or they get all these material things and they don't confront mm. that thing right yeah. they don't so, confront themselves and, and it's true that's, that's the that's the biggest thing i, I used to think it's yeah. so, in morgan's podcast was called me versus me and i think it's that's a very important thing. we yeah, can't let that become cliche yeah, yeah. we can't let the it's you versus you you yeah. can't let that become cliche because it is true. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. I think it's true in all of us. And I think yeah. that's the that's the thing. And I feel the important thing, especially hearing like both your your stories, is that as you you grew stronger, not just in your physical, but I think the mental. Yeah. And I think being able to understand like your because I think I think that's so that's essentially you're you're trying to achieve your true self yeah. in terms of like you are you are more than just the thoughts in your head yeah. and that you are more powerful than what you think you are and i think just going back to dj like his like his biggest thing was like he was going against himself like from the, that was blocked but that's the yeah. thing it seems funny to us because we we see him and where he's at now yeah. but that's yeah. it but i think we're all at that same it's it's like I know we were laughing at like Tony Robbins, but he has like a, a quote about you know the person's like greatest fear is that they're inadequate. Tony Robbins that, is yeah. kind of an asshole, but yeah, yeah. Kind of an asshole. no, but no, but I feel like that's true. Asshole, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, no, but we can't, we can't, we're not, I'm not, we can't look at like the person who said it, but like what does that mean? And I feel, I mean, I feel that's the thing. And you're talking about how a lot of people don't confront that because I think that's the biggest, that's the, one of the biggest things that a lot of people will tell themselves. Is that it's easier? It's easier to not fight, or it's easier to not fight, and by that I mean to not fight the voice in your head, yeah. to like to just accept it, like from there, because it's easier to think that you are not powerful, that yeah. you're not able to do it, because then in essence you never have to face that doubt, yeah. like from there, by just you know shutting down, by just give from just giving in, yeah. or space. Yeah. Yes, what train has talked about in terms of space is so. Um, that hit me visibly. I just felt yeah. it. I was like, man, I got goosebumps. I was like, no, I know that because mm-hmm. for me, like, uh, getting, I went to a really rough high school, getting bullied, getting jumped, like mm-hmm. literally hanging out with my friends. Some of my dearest friends who taught me some of the, the most important life lessons grew up in really hard neighborhoods or members of gangs. And I inherited all of their conflicts by just hanging out mm-hmm. with them. And I wasn't a fighter. So I would get bullied. I would get jumped. I get beat up. Mm-hmm. And that just, that traumatized me. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, dang, I don't have control over my body. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was like, people can just whoop my ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. And, 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 then, and that messed with you mentally for yeah. sure. And it did. Yeah. And then, so I just started to, and thank God my grandfather got me into martial arts. Um, and he was a golden gloves boxer, but he had the same issue. He was skinny. And he would, they used to call him squeaks. Yeah. They'd be like pip squeak when he would box. And although he had these like iron hands and he'd just drop people with body shots, you know how I said dig to the body? Mm-hmm. That's he said that. Yeah. It's the body. And then after a fight, he's like, Sky, get a head on You gotta dig to the body. Like, <laughs> he literally said that to me. After watching my first kickboxing, yeah. 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 Like, just, I just did Yeah. But he had that same like feeling of insignificance and anxiety. And, like, mm. um, so for me, 
being in martial arts. And I, I hear like douchebags in the sport go, oh, yeah, he got bullied. That's why he does it. I'm like, so what? Mm. That means that he's yeah. not going to fuck around a little yeah. bit and yeah. push him around anymore. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, but yeah, it's those things that is, it's those things that shape you. I think that you almost need to be in that state of not, uh, it's almost in that state of want or that state of, you know, despair mm. to want to get to somewhere better. Yeah. You know, because you almost need to, you almost need to have that view of yourself destroyed. Yeah. Essentially. Or at least, yeah. no, it's, it's yeah. true. Because yeah. I think, because that's why here, you know, when you're talking about that, just, you know, just you being t- getting taken advantage of yeah. or just from like bullies and then that messes with you mentally. And I feel, and on the same token, you too, just like, I mean, not necessarily, you might not necessarily have been bullied, but I feel just, you know, your shyness led you to not really want to, and go go out or to I don't know, put yourself out there. Yeah. And I think maybe in essence, like you're kind of just bullying yourself. You're not allowing yourself to to let others see that. Yeah. I feel everyone. I I think it's a common thread amongst people, especially who are fighters mm-hmm. or who are you know good martial artists, is that they're trying to the their true opponent is themselves, yeah. is because they're trying to contain themselves yeah. like, from there. I think that's that's what I hear when you guys talk about your voice your voice like t- talking you down or that inner voice it's because you know you are you are more powerful than you think i feel you know the same way that's i feel that's how i i got into like martial arts because i started to see it's like oh all the, I, i'm starting to understand you know why i didn't fit in around other people mm. it's because oh they people other people don't think like me and, then, yeah. and it's just true yeah. because like when i was a kid <laughs> you you look through you look through that perspective and go like oh i think everyone else must you know must think like me or like yeah. think in a similar sense and then you go like nah, uh, no no a lot of people yeah. a lot of people they just think they just think trash really <laughs> or well, in my in like just like you know coming from me and like in my background i came from a you know, I, so That's I came, so real. no, no, it's true. I came from like a, so I came from like an immigrant household. Mm-hmm. Like both my parents were uh, immigrated from the Philippines. Like you know, they met in the Philippines, uh, ha- like came here, had me. So I'm first generation American, and it's just like such a culture difference. I yeah. feel from there, and I've just felt isolated, mm-hmm. really. And it's it's a weird kind of isolation because I had grown up in the Philippines, like when I was like my, like young. Uh, so like you know. I came here like like around elementary school, like near the tail end mm-hmm. of that, and I feel I I don't I didn't quite knew I didn't quite know where I, where I belong like from mm-hmm. there, and I in, in that sense it just gets a kid to think, you know, just as a young kid I just always felt like you know I, I didn't belong anywhere, and, mm-hmm. and I felt like I, there was just no one that could relate to me, yeah. like and I, and I feel like it's it's a common children's dilemma or common teen dilemma of like trying to find your place, yeah. But I feel like for me like what I wanted to find was uh yeah it was just. I feel like I really had a good a sense of just essentially like weakness or like not being strong enough. That's what I really wanted to do. Yeah. And I feel I don't want and it's like wanting to be vulnerable. Yeah. Or I guess not wanting to be vulnerable. I just felt vulnerable, and then I just I didn't want to accept it to myself, so I wanted like to hide that. Yeah. Like through through other things. Right. And I feel that um you know looking back now that the vulnerability is really is what led to the true strength. Yeah. Because like having to admit that you are vulnerable like leads you to it's opening yourself up to opening yourself up to that failure is what leads you to like to that true strength which is like which is funny because when i was a kid i thought of the complete opposite of that I'm like yeah. oh people i because i saw people you know that you know that are strong or oh like yeah he that that person was have it made they, yeah they, they're, like, they're they, like invincible like, exactly. yeah, yeah like there, there's like, no yeah. there's no way like you know like if i were to see like you know like one of my like favorite fighters you know when i was a kid was you know mike tyson and i saw like oh man that that guy just must you know must feel like a I don't know like a like a demigod or like yeah. a god on earth like he must have no 
no uh no reservations or like no thoughts and it's funny because you know later in life i just heard you know <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's the most he yes. was the most yeah he was just talking about himself he's like he was he's just talking about before how he was just so scared he wanted to yeah leave. he wanted to run out of the of, of the stadium or the arena he was just so anxious and just shows that yeah everyone everyone that feels that way but it's that's the thing sometimes the people with the most powerful like negative voice just have they have the most they're no, they have to be the most positive to counteract that and yeah. i think and i think that's just true that's just why you know when i hear your words it's like i understand because i was in that place mm-hmm. you know i was in that i was in that low place i was in that place where i felt like i couldn't do anything mm-hmm. but in essence like i i find like oh i find comfort not just in the fact that other people like know the struggle but they they know the struggle like the way as i did and that they overcame that from that and i think that's what's important mm-hmm. you know places like this or talking to people like this allowing yourself to be vulnerable because i feel like that that's really would not that that's not what gets emphasized mm-hmm. it's like it is that asshole mentality that people yeah. who always like say you know saying like the loudest people are the ones yeah. who are going to get it but in essence it's like a lot of people the common person in mm-hmm. life they really they really look at it and they don't they don't know like where they are but the truth is like a lot of people really just aren't sure mm-hmm. and it's not it's not bad to not to not to not, not sure you are like from there. Yeah. So yeah, well that was a long tangent. But back no, to it was, yeah. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's like really Yeah. You yeah. guys like Tyson, you have that mentality. It was always said, I yeah. think, by a lot of like boxing um historians and um commentators, they would always say that if and I don't know how much I agree with but it's interesting kind of thought experiment. Mm-hmm. If Tyson had an Ali's mind, yeah, how unstoppable would he have been? Mm-hmm. And it's I don't. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Th- I don't think that's true. I, I don't agree with that. No, me neither. Because that's his vehicle. Like, he, yeah. like Tyson was who he is because of what he was. exactly. Yeah. And Tyson yeah. was constantly well until like it just until he was like I'm just a monster. And I think he knew that for a while, but he was constantly proving himself wrong. Yeah, which is why like his post fight speeches are just so crazy. <laughs> He's like. He's like, he's no Alexander. I'm Alexander. <laughs> no, like, but, but that yeah. was when he went crazy, Tyson. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. My defense is yeah. impregnable. I'm just cautious yeah. when yeah. he's hard. Praise me to yeah. a lot. You're just yeah. like, yeah. what the? What is that? <laughs> I don't even look. People yeah. look, oh, it's crazy. But what has that guy been through? Yeah. yeah. You know what well, I mean? He's been through a lot. And then you hear, you know, his life story, how, you know, living on the street, like having a, a uh, a drug addict mother, mm. like not being sure, having to like rob people just to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, and it's just Ooh. like, yeah, just the most like un- uncertain of circumstances. Like from there, but you know, see that that that's the kind of like that's the kind of people at, at a loss that end up you know having to build themselves up. Yeah, you know, too. And I think you know that that's that's how you know people with like grit get, get made you know yeah. from there and you know and that, that, that's how you can tell I and mean, that's how you can tell you know when i when i saw you fight like, oh yeah that's that's a person who's been through something as well like yeah. we've been through we, we've all been through stuff but it's how people <laughs> react to that yeah from there because sometimes because it's easier to give in it's easier to not it's easier to you know just lay down yeah and, and accept and accept it from there and i feel that's really a lot of what um it's 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 just that expression. Yeah. You know, I feel truly that that's what it is. It's like you know, that's why it's the art and martial art. But a lot of people yeah. just lose the way to express themselves, and yeah. I feel especially as they get older. You know, because we're you know we're quote unquote adults, mm. but how many adults really like, express themselves? You know, especially as as they get older. You know, yeah. and that yeah. is yeah. And and I don't know our society. There, what what is even happening here is very yeah. unique. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of consciousness raising that is going 
on and in all sorts of different circles in our society. And, and But we live in this like, now more than ever, we're questioning the whole go to college, get yeah. a degree, yeah. nine to five, yeah. grind, save, you can go on vacation, raise your kids, do this, don't think about it. Yeah, because it's, it's a, like, a, it, because yeah. it doesn't, yeah, you can go to college and you yeah. don't, you know, that's not guaranteed. Yeah, and you're you know, not guaranteed to get a job. You're not guaranteed yeah. like, oh, you're going to have a house and you're going to have this. It's like, yeah. and you, you know, like you're yeah, not right. guaranteed this perfect it's, life if you do what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Right? It's that same lifestyle. Yeah. Right. You know, from and most yeah. things, right, even no professions, like yeah. medicine, yeah, medicine, like law have become completely capitalistic, have yeah. been for a while, or yeah. corporate. Yeah. So even when I entered into my field, I was like, another, I look at things as an avenue to express, mm. right? Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't matter here. Yeah. Like, all that creative energy and potential I have, I feel like it's just on reserve, mm. or it's just, I'm not getting that. It's not being utilized. It's not being utilized, right? Yeah. And there's so many places in our society where that is the case. Yeah. yeah. That's why, you know. I, I feel like, that's more often the case than not. Well, because the millennials yeah. are like, our generation is like, what the fuck? I have to sit. Morgan talked about it. She's yeah. like, I see people at my job. She works for an architect. Yeah, I'm an architect. Yeah. I'm an architect. And then they just, yeah. she's like, I see people who they just been there for like, like 20 years. Yeah. And they're doing work and they're doing diligent work, but it's just like soul crushing work. You yeah. know, I see it with attorneys too. I'm just like, no wonder addiction rates are so high for yeah. attorneys because it's just like, there's only so much you can do, right? Yeah. It's, um, a, it's a soul crushing reality. It's, it's like you said, but that's why they get. You know, people look for outs or look for escapes. Like I think, I think really in essence, like that, 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 that that's what drugs are. You no, know, I know, but our society like, doesn't go, yeah. and school doesn't go. Hey, you're gonna go out into the work world. You're gonna go out into the workforce. Remember, continue to cultivate yourself. Mm. Paint, read, discuss, have this, mm. and, and and stay away from the distra- the distractions of like. Before I came here, I was just on my fuck. I'm sick, so I was on my computer. On my phone, on my computer, reading, and I'm just like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. You know, but that's a reflection of the professional life too. Yeah. You have to get shit done. You have to get tasks done. You have to stay on top of it. There's people that need you in fields yeah. like ours, but at the same time, it's just like, it's not even necessary. It's not a unifying yeah. force. I would say it's just another job to be done. It's another task to be checked off. Yeah. And, um, I think things like martial arts or painting or um discussions like this like it just renews our it renews our spirit right? yeah and that does and then when you go out into that world and you're more humane yeah versus what a lot of people do is like wally right mm-hmm. you yeah. see like yeah 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 just, bro, uh, yeah, bro, bro. The big yeah. yeah and wally's oh trying God. to come around like no, but, no, yeah i want to talk about that stuff because i feel like that i feel like that's the easier way out i feel that's the thing i feel it's, it's easier to not express yourself yeah. because i feel the people that it's like the nail that sticks out that's what's gonna get hammered on. Yeah, it's, a, always, it's, a, it's also always, very it's always, vulnerable. Always. Like just yeah. like the reason why I was like, yeah. I don't know if I really want to fight in front of people because yeah. it's you know you're, it's yeah, putting yourself out yeah, there, right? Out because there. Yeah. you know, look how many people will critique, you know, all these different fighters, you know, yeah. and tear them apart. Like it's so easy, like like an academia. Like yeah. I feel like the average time is just like full people are like, Well, that sucks and that sucks, and just like tearing everything yeah, apart. It's, it's easy just to consume, yeah. it's easy to point and yeah. contradict. And it's it's criticize. so easy to like, yeah. yeah, to tear something apart yeah. rather than and so I think, you know, when you and especially when you have that critical inner voice, you are already criticizing yourself. So you know you're kind of like, Oh gosh, other people are gonna say this about mm-hmm. me, you know. So it's this, I think it's a vulnerability to express yourself in that way yeah. and to be you know to do something that's outside the norm of that's like uncomfortable well, yeah exactly like yeah. you know you're not doing what i don't know like you know everyone else is doing it's like you know you're going to the gym you're training 
you know, like, why are you doing, you know, martial arts? Why are you doing this? You know, yeah. like, really? Like, why don't you do something else? Like, yeah. you know, it's, and I think that that's, I, I think that people outside of the sport, outside of training, I don't think they quite understand just, you know, the personal transformation. Yeah. Um, well, they don't, they don't quite grasp, like, what it means to you. I think, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is to matter of perspective. Yeah. Because especially how they, how they perceive the biggest thing. Like from them, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of things I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But like, one thing I always try to check myself is like, is try to see how other people think, mm-hmm. because I feel that I feel yeah. that that's a very yeah. important thing. Like, how do other people see me? Mm-hmm. Because it's the same token, I tend to uh, I tend to try and see things how other people see, or yeah. how I tend to see uh, my own view as how other people view. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not that's not the case. Like, I figure out like yeah, no, you adjust like, yourself yeah. by the others' gaze. By the yeah. other, by the others' yeah. gaze. But I was like, no. Other, other people are going to think it's like, oh, in, in essence, like me understanding that people think differently made me like just even stronger in like thinking my own, yeah. like, thinking, you know, just being able to think for myself. Yeah. Cause like, at a certain that. point they're always going to think. Exactly. Yeah, they're always, always going to you know, like, you know, think what, voices, yeah, like there's whatever. always going to be, you know, like you can't please everyone or have, you know, like you, you just can't. You can't and it doesn't matter. Them. Yeah. And at a certain point it's like, why should I be stretching myself and trying to please other people when yeah. this is, you know, this is my experience. That, that's your I, voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that comes from like not being taught how to utilize your own thoughtfulness. Yeah. Because yeah. when Pochola just said something like, I thought different. Yeah. And I feel like you were shy because you were very thoughtful. Yeah. And probably yeah. very sensitive. Yeah. Because right. you're, you're, you're thinking differently than the people yeah, around Yeah, I was perceived as yeah. more oversensitive. It was funny yeah. because my family would definitely think I was being oversensitive because yeah. I would... I would also pick up on yeah. certain things, you know, yeah. that or things would bother me that other people would just brush off, you know. And I think it's interesting because I think a lot of fighters are actually quite sensitive. A lot of I fighters mean, are quite sensitive, yeah. and that's why, you know, when yeah. you talk about that, oh, I know exactly. Yeah, it's like they're very thoughtful, but I think they're it's and it's it is it's like that dichotomy of the thoughtfulness, yeah. the sensitivity, and then yeah, like the kind of you know very uh, aggressive, you know, like the perception yeah. of you know yeah. martial arts, it, right? It, it is that straight to comedy because yeah. almost the more the more capacity you have to be thoughtful, you almost have to take that away to be yeah. in like terms of aggressive because yeah. you understand the kind of damage you're doing. Yeah. And, so. and, in, and in most, like, especially like in, in this super advanced industrial society we live in, we're not really awarded for that type of sensitivity yeah. in terms of business success. What, what does that mean for it's, work? Well, it's yeah. A, yeah, what does that mean for work? What does that mean for work? It's a meritocracy. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's like don't be emotional. Yeah. Don't be, yeah. and it's like, we've heard, I can't stand this because it's like, no, literally how we view the brain, how the brain shapes, it's like emotion is cognition. Yeah. It doesn't come from anywhere but the brain. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes what it does, yeah, it does when you look at things like a doctor or then form, formulate a diagnosis or a treatment plan yeah. or look at a case and then analyze what the fuck is a jury going to think. Yeah. Right. It's it's crazy because he, these cases too, just a segue, it's like a lot of these jurors make decisions based on emotion yeah. and you can manipulate that and be a fucking devil's advocate for yeah. sure. And that's true. All those attorney jokes are really, but what I mean is like, I never learned in any school, well, there's some great teachers along the way, but like, how do I utilize empathy to impact my surroundings? And myself, how do I have empathy for my goddamn self too? Like, yeah. never really. You you, you are never around. given the tools to really, to really handle yourself or to like cope with yourself. Yeah. In essence, <laughs> you have to figure that out on your own. And I think everyone really has to figure that out on their own because it's never been. It's that was never taught, and that's and that's always been like 
when I think about men, that's messed up because you have to deal with yourself every day. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, some people cannot deal with themselves, which is what leads to poor mental health yeah. or addiction or to drug. I mean, yeah, essentially, kind of turning that inwards, yeah. right? That kind yeah. of yeah, it's because really, people look yeah. for other ways. Yeah, and it can be it just can be so corrosive just yeah. not to accept those emotions and really and cultivate that sense of empathy too for mm -hmm. for others and for yourself, yeah. but. I think I said this on another podcast, but it's fascinating to me because Stephen Hawking just passed away. Yeah. yeah. And there's all sorts of like quantum mechanics and like advanced theories that he's been up with that I have no fucking idea. Like I just wouldn't be able to understand it. Yeah. But he said something about our survival as a species and he said that empathy, oh, empathy. would be the yeah. guiding force that would save us, right? Because mm -hmm. if we had empathy for all living organisms, we had empathy for each other, we would just take certain decisions more seriously. Yeah. We'd hold power more accountable and that could really shift our our uh, interpersonal dynamics too and it's like out of all the things this guy's written about mm -hmm. all the things he's commented on the vast amount of knowledge he has yeah. in that brain of his he's like this is the most important thing now i must go yeah it's almost a thing of simplicity you know how sometimes the most complicated solution or the most complicated problem like really has a simple solution right. like from there but that simple solution quote unquote is almost the hardest thing yeah. to ever deal with because it's like saying that the way you know the way to you know to like a happier fulfilled life is to be able to you know to find yourself but in essence like how many people are really finding themselves or mm -hmm. how many people are put in the capacity to find themselves yeah you know from there because i felt like in this like on this pathway you're i was never quite really led mm -hmm. it was just some way that you end up finding you know your own contention or your own way to to figure out like what like what works for you yeah, yeah. it's like it, i easily could have gone like a different route mm -hmm. like from there or like just through circumstances of not being able to figure out what works for, in terms of you know expressing me or like being me or finding my voice mm -hmm. like from there because just so all too often it just gets you know shut shut down yeah like from there or just feeling yeah. like um i don't know about you guys but i know like when i was really young i did feel different in terms of like because I had some uh, academic struggles very early on. Yeah. And it wasn't because of like, that I couldn't understand. I just was like, interested in other stuff. Not what they were teaching me. Like, I was interested in the civil rights movement, like fourth and fifth grade. Like I'm reading books about that and trying to understand that. And like, there was never really a point in time where my teacher was like, Scott has great initiative. It's like, oh, Scott's just disruptive. Well, you know why I was disruptive? Because I was like, this is fucking stupid. I think, yeah, I think that's the thing, because you do have great initiative towards things that you want. Yeah. yeah. And like, anyway, I think, because the same problems that I think that, are, that were troubling you when you were younger, it's just not even a problem, it's just who you are as a person. Yeah, you know, that's, sure. that's the same, because that's the same, you know, psycho kind of thing mm -hmm. that, or that's, it's that driving that passion towards things that you want to do, mm -hmm. you know, from there, you just, you just had a lot of that. Whereas a lot of kids are like, well, I don't quite know what I want to do. I guess I'll just do whatever else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, a lot of people yeah. are like, yeah, you just go to college because everyone yeah. else goes to college and that's well, what you're supposed to do. And yeah. it's not like, is that what you want to do? Is that, yeah. you know, like, that's well, never gets asked. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, that. that's what you're supposed yeah. to do. And you're supposed to do this. And yeah. it's like, okay. I definitely know a lot yeah. of people who just, yeah, hey, here's this rifle and here's this helmet. Yeah, I guess I'm about to go to war. Hey, you see that group of people over there? They look funny. Fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. Those they're different. Okay, those are different. You see the words this guy is using? He's gonna bring jobs back to America. He's gonna make it great again. Bo Brown. Guess that's what else? Like, yeah, her mentality. It's not to be like. Yeah, it's it's that group thing, but it's easy to follow that flow. Yeah, because like you said, 
the nail, the, if you stick out, you're gonna get, yeah. you're gonna get rained down upon, you get hammered. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard to stick out. Yeah. Or it's just, it's just harder to not fit in. Yeah. You know, from there. But it's almost like, and on that same token, once you get used to like not fitting in, it doesn't become as you know being a social pariah is not bad. Yeah. You know, from mm-hmm. that, I think if anything, that's when I got the most content. Like, oh. Wonder I, I can't get along with a lot of people. It's not that it's something wrong with me. It's just that's just cool. Have you guys ever like yeah. just yeah. had small talk with somebody? Like, small talk is exhausting. I know it is. I want to oh slap. The, I want to. But have you ever had small talk and in the middle of the small talk you're like, I don't give a fuck about what you're talking, or that's really Scott, that's what you're yeah. thinking about? Yeah, Scott, I just walk away. Like, no, that's the thing. I but seriously, yeah. I like seriously, Pat and I like yeah. <laughs> we have to go to. A mingling thing for medical school on Tuesday, <laughs> and I hate. I, and like, I'm really excited about going to medical school. I just yeah. don't like mingling because yeah. it's that small talk. It's this, yeah. and I remember like I literally just like picked out the three people I wanted to talk to, said hi, 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 and then was like, Pat, we gotta leave because yeah. Yeah. it was just like it was like it was like an hour and a half long reception. I yeah. left after ten minutes because yeah. I get really exhausted with the yeah with just the name like oh. yeah. So yeah. like, where do you live yeah. or this? How about, like, how about that weather? Yeah, yeah it's uh, like, yeah, it's like, oh, well, the weather outside. Yeah. And it's like. The weather outside you is crazy. You know what always gets me as a man? <laughs> yeah. It's like sports news. Yeah. yeah. That fucks me every time. Like, because yeah. I'm, I'm around a lot of people in the legal profession, a lot, a lot of guys. We yeah. were talking about trades. And I'm how like, about your man? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck about who or who's yeah. doing what. I just yeah. don't care, you know. No, but you know why? Because that is that that that's the exact male small talk, you know. No, it is. That's exactly it's like the like song. Engagement, you know. It's, it's like it's not it's, engagement, yeah. but it's uh, it's like oh crap, I got to the time. But you also yeah. want to be like conscientious. You want to go, hey man, like how are you feeling today? Like yeah, with dude, just some guys you just can't do that. Well, because you ask them that and they don't know, fucking, they don't know what to tell you. No, it's weird too. When you yeah. try to ask a serious question or you get sarcasm, yeah. you get like deflection. Yeah. And, and the deflection is so interesting to watch because it's like, it's like, damn, it's kind of like you just said, fuck you, don't talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. This whole act. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard moving in the world with a, a thought process like that. Yeah. When you're looking for death. Yeah. You're looking for connection. Yeah. You don't like the way things are situated. Yeah. It's hard to be like, I think, earnest. I think sometimes when you have, when you, you're sensitive, you almost have to sometimes cultivate more of a sarcastic. But also to keep a little distance, right? Because yeah. like when you're too earnest, people are like, oh, look at you. You're so gullible. And so, look, I and can take advantage of you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, but when you want to engage yeah. with people, you yeah. know, like to a certain extent, it's like, you know, it's, Unfortunately, you have to be somewhat sophisticated to understand. Like, how did you was. learn that? That was deep. I don't want to skip over. <laughs> like, you're, you said I was earned. You're earnest, and then all of a sudden, someone's taking advantage. Was it college? I mean, yeah, I, no. I mean, honestly, it was yeah. college, and um, also, I mean, um, you know, it it was, um, you know, yeah, like like I said, someone had um, violated me, and it was really this. I swear, it was like this, this curtain had been pulled, where it was like. No, people don't have to, you know, like if someone's alone with you, they don't have to like, they don't have to behave by these like good standards where I really believe before, like, you know, people and, and, and I've been in Eastern Congo and I've yeah. been like in all these places, but yeah. I really thought like if someone knows you and is close to you, they're not going to hurt you. And then for me, it was like, no, like if someone like you really don't know how someone will act until they're alone and they, they don't Morgan said this. Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, it's it's really frightening yeah. because it's like it's just like there's this mask peeled off, and it's suddenly like 
Like, I really, like, at that moment, I remember feeling like, God, have I been a child my whole life? Like, it just felt like, like running around completely naive because then it suddenly was like, oh, like, I have been totally operating at this kind of level where it's like, there you are, you piece of shit. You've been a piece of shit the whole time. I only ask because, like, I'm continually in a certain sphere of my life having that realization where I'm just like, this is fucked up. Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. And I tell everyone around me it's bullshit. But then I'm just like, um, that ass man, I'm gonna give you that asshole book. Cause it talks yeah. about this. It's like yeah. when you're confronting with a difficult personality or someone who's gonna exploit you or take advantage of you, you can either just kind of like um it's where you're like, oh or acceptance. This yeah. is the way they are, I'm gonna be stoic about it. Yeah. Kind of like Pocholo does that. Pocholo yeah. gets real stoic sometimes yeah. like, deflect, deflect, and I'm just gonna go about my day. Or you can pick your battles and when you can confront them. Yeah. But the whole the that's the premise, but the conclusion people um or takes advantage of people or dominates people, they're just not gonna fucking change. No. Yeah. And so you sit there patterns. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Damn, I feel like I'm like, all oh, my homegirls have been in shit some of my homegirls have been in shitty relationships and they've just tried to describe this to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I just don't know what that's like. Now yeah. I know what that shit's like. Because you're yeah. like you're like, damn, what has this person been through? Why do they do this? Why do they act like this? Yeah. But you're looking for that and you're looking And you're like, yeah. even if I did yeah. find it, yeah, it doesn't justify the behavior. Yeah. yeah. You know what true. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's real deep. No, that's true. That's exactly that is exactly the same thing. And you just yeah. had a moment of shock where you're like, because in every single relationship between people, there's like this, either there's an implied, it's either explicit trust, mm-hmm. like fucking marriage, like yeah. in our construct. This is da 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 da. Divorce rates are as fuck, so it's bullshit. But like, it's explicit or it's just implicit. It's like with like uh, uh, coming up next, Scott's podcast on love. Stay tuned. Yeah, we're here with hard talk with Scott. But you see what I'm saying is I'm trying to go back and say there's for each other, don't be to violate. Yeah. And then when that happens, whether that's verbal or physical, you're just like, what the. It's, yeah. a very, it's a very jarring thing. It is. Because you're like, whoa, yeah. what happened? I thought we were... Yeah, like, you just, yeah. you were kind of like, wait, where did that come from? And, yeah. and what my reaction has been in the past was that I would, and I don't know if it's a lot of, I've heard a lot of women say this, but they'll doubt their reactions. They're like, wait, did I see that right? Did that actually happen? Did yeah. I, you know, like, because it's really... I think it's almost like a notion that, like, oh, you don't, don't speak up. You know, from there. It's like, yeah, you know, it's just, like... Just, Oh, <laughs> I mean, like, there's like a fucking kid right here, and the person's like, "Yeah, you know, I just—it's really good talking." <laughs> and then they go, "Yeah, but no, totally." You're just like, "Wait a minute!" You're like, "Wait a minute!" Am I supposed to just ignore what just happened right now? Like, yeah. Oh, I guess that you do. I mean, I'm totally gonna give you that raise, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna go yeah. places. Yeah. And you're like. Yeah. <laughs> are, are, are we just gonna ignore what just happened right there? And not to get super deep, but we're just talking about trust and philosophy. It's like Jean Paul Sartre wrote about the Paris occupation of uh, by Nazi Germany, yeah, and how there was the invasion, and then there was this apprehension to the Nazi presence, yeah. But then he noted in this small book, it's only like 20 pages, how normative their presence had become it's like that Stockholm so, syndrome yeah, yeah so you're you, normalizing it so yeah. you're sitting there and you're like okay the parisians are like oh the nazis are here mm. then raids happen that night people are getting taken away yeah. uh, mainly jewish people and then yeah. shipped out but then you're just like oh get up happens again we're going to the um it was like this twilight so yeah. yeah that's kind of that's the other thing about being kind of a non-conformist is you're just like 
is it normal for me to ex- accept this behavior or accept this how I, where I am in my life or what is going towards me? Mm-hmm. And then you have an inner, you have a voice that's critical inside you that just tells you, well, like, no, you deserve this. Maybe you are a piece of shit. Or maybe yeah. you yeah. should be conquered. Or maybe yeah. you should be. It's just a feeling of powerlessness, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's for all three of us what we have in common is like we just, we knew early that we, I'm, I'm glad and thankful that all three of us didn't settle into that. Yeah. You know. Well, I think if we did, we wouldn't be here. No, oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Like yeah. I feel. But um. Well, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's the thing because I always like I always talked about you know towards I think that normalization is a very big one. But I think one thing I always thought is like you know if Godzilla were to destroy a city, oh man, that's gonna be if God, if like a huge green monster came in just destroyed Seattle. Yeah, like, Godzilla like, oh, destroyed cities. Mothered them. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Seattle, whatever. So, like, but, if that, if, but if that happened, like, every Tuesday at 5 p.m., we'd be like, oh, well, yeah, here we go. Yeah. I guess our city's yeah. getting destroyed. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that, is that yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, that's shocking day one. Yeah. If it happens, you know, if it happens yeah. every other Sunday, you're like, well, there's Dave Strong. Really, yeah, it's like becomes really routine yeah. where you're just yeah. like, Oh well, that's just how it is. That's and, just and, how it is. And I think yeah. it's just yeah, it's like human adaptive mechanism, you know, where it's like that's what's so great about you know being human is that you can adapt. It's almost like the greatest thing, but yeah. in like sense, it's like wait a minute, why are we adapting? Yeah, it's like this? wait, why are yeah. we normalizing this? Because yeah. yeah, it's like you know normalizing you know really troubling behavior, you know, like yeah. in this country, you know, where it's like oh well, that this isn't that bad, you know, yeah. like it, it's really and it's sad that you know that, 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 that they have to happens. rationalize it like that. Yeah, they have to rationalize yeah. it, and I think. But in essence, like, why are you saying that? Yeah, yeah. but I think it's also a form of survival, right? Yeah. you have your brother, you have your family, you know, you have these external people who 
you know, for better or worse, will kind of remind you, well, this isn't okay. And that was, for me, was my external support. So it's like, this isn't, like, yeah. what's happening is not okay. What yeah. happened is not okay. And yeah. that, because otherwise, if you're just by yourself and you're so vulnerable, you'll get, you'll normalize it. You'll think this is, this is just how it is. Yeah. This is, yeah, I don't like this, but I guess this is what, what this is like, you know? So. Mm, that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. But, but it's crazy, but it's also, it's eye-opening because I feel like that, that is, um, it's just everywhere. It's, just, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere, and it's it's where it's where you least expect it, and it happens to more more people than you think. Yeah, and like I, Morgan was mentioning the Me Too movement, and yeah. like, and in fighting, I was like, okay, you know. But I remember even like at work, you know, like there was like I just had like a run in with a doctor where it was just. You know, like it was just kind of weird, <laughs> but it was just yeah. But, but it was just kind of you know, it wasn't anything that was so egregious that you go to HR. But it was something where it's like, hey, that's not right. Yeah, like where you're like, this isn't okay. You know, like you should know better than to do this. But it's you know, it's kind of that thing where you almost have to gauge like, is this like how bad is this? It's kind of like the thing with assholes where it's like, well, how do I engage with this? Do I like keep engaging with them? Do I you know like I, it's really. You know, like it just—it's so pervasive, unfortunately. And I mean, the good thing is that it's getting called out more, and you know, with more visibility, it, hopefully, it won't happen as much. But you know, it's still, to a certain extent, it operates. But it's just—you know—maybe thirty years ago, you know, like it was the Mad Men type of thing, where like yeah. you know, men could like yeah. give you a healthy yeah. slap on the bottom, yeah. you know. I see yeah. that show, like, what the but like you know but guys watch the good old days yeah but yeah but it's like you know even for me seeing and i mean i'm almost oddly i'm almost grateful my for my experience you know coach in martial arts and then realizing like look you know even people in power it can be a doctor it can be a martial arts coach it can be anyone Bill Cosby, you look at all yeah. these like big, you know, oh, just, one thing. <laughs> yeah. like Harvey Weinstein, like you look at all these people in power and it's like, you know, they just, they yeah. can exploit, you yeah, know, they, yeah. anyone, like anyone, anyone's at risk to do it. Yeah. I feel, but yeah. And I think that, I think, I think that's one thing, you know, that really, that really helped me in seeing that, uh, are you just being naturally suspicious yeah. of things like from there? But I feel like it's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's but true. it's good yeah. because but I think that being naturally suspicious and also willing to listen to that because yeah. I think a lot of times like I would be I would notice things but I would kind of tamp it down or I'd say you know what I'm being because I've been told I was sensitive right yeah. all through my I was life. Like, oh, maybe yeah, like maybe it's being... me being sensitive, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> 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 you know what? You should drink that. You should be really sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> should should be you should be oversensitive right now. You, there's things you just have to accept. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. one of them. Yeah. You just, just got to go in and beat that's, that shit out of camp. That's how I do. Yeah. That's how I do full pain. <laughs> no, but that's, no, but that, that, that's true. Yeah. But no, but I think I want to go back to what Scott was saying on how, and also what you're saying about rationalizing. Mm. Sometimes, like, so you can rationalize where a person's coming from, but still, like, a, an evil deed or a, a deed of like where you're mistreating somebody yeah. is still mistreatment. Yeah. You, can, you can't, you can, you can go, you can look over it, but that is, that, that's set in stone. Like your yeah. actions are, are what they are. You in turn might not be a bad person, but what you just did was mistreatment. I think like looking at it that way is like, is, is very important. Mm-hmm. But, and then, but then if it becomes like repetitive for a person, mm-hmm. you're, that's kind of like what I was saying earlier, which is like, they're not going to change. It's yeah. so, it's ingrained yeah. in them. Yeah, and it's like you're gonna talk to somebody in a position of power and go, "Hey, man, 
or, or lady or whoever, because it yeah. comes both ways. Yeah. Maybe you should get into some counseling. Or, yeah. That's just not going to fucking happen. Yeah. You're someone who's just yeah. used to getting away with just asserting themselves, being disrespectful, being manipulative. Like, yeah. It's like if, I've been, if they've been doing that for 20 years, it's like, well, why, why are you gonna, what are you going to change now? Because yeah, like, yeah. like one person bring up their voice? Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. they, they've been getting away with it for years, and it's like, you know, especially... Secretary. Yeah. And it's shit like that that makes me more lean towards, like, anarchist theory or, like, hierarchy on some level. I know there's always going to be, like, um, differences in ability and things mm-hmm. like that. But if it's in, if it's given institutionally, like, we've seen what that does. It's just so corrosive, mm-hmm. right? When it's just like now, because if someone knows they're over you, yeah, and and then they all have that sinister consciousness where it's like I can just fuck with this person nonstop. I mean, I think power disinhibits. You know, like yeah. power just reveals. Like that's the thing that's interesting about power is that once someone has power, it really and when they feel like they don't have to suffer the consequences, it really it does so it's reveal. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot. I mean, just like fighting, you know, you yeah. put someone in the ring, it reveals like power. Also, it just it reveals. Mm-hmm. The character, like yeah. how they treat the people under them, or, or yeah. when they're with no one else, like, yeah, exactly. it just shows, like, oh, what, what will actually someone actually do? Yeah, but I think I think it's a very I think that's a that's a very that's a very good note because it just shows because it just shows also that everyone's like typically acting underneath a mask. Hendo knocked out Hector Lombard. Oh, Hector Lombard, yeah, right, with that elbow. Like, <laughs> I don't know what fight I was at. Yeah, I think it was one of James's fights at, yeah. and Matt like came in. He's on his cell phone. He's like. Hector Lombard got knocked out. He's like, I'm so happy. Yeah. I was like, why, man? He's like, because he's horrible to his sparring partners. He yeah. injures all of, like, really? it can be, yeah. Hector yeah, yeah, would just yeah. injure all of his oh, partners. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hector, so when he got hit with that elbow, it's kind of like, well, yeah, you've been a bully for too long. Yeah. You've learned your position of ability and skill over someone. Mm-hmm. And here you go. Now it's time for you to yeah. deal with it. Right? The, yeah. the comeuppance from there. Yeah. Well, it's just like, I hope. Same thing I gotta say with Connor. Like I know he will not be prosecuted. Connor McGregor. Yeah. He won't. But it's like you just hope that there's some severe penalties for acting like that. Yeah. Because that's just like that was total, total. Just like I'm here. I'm McGregor. Fuck your buzz. Yeah. Fuck your fights. Fuck everything. I'm above the law. Yeah. It's like I'm above all of you. You know. It's just such a such an ego driven thing to be like I'm. You know. Like who the hell are you to take this away from me? Do you know who I am? I will, you know, like it's. Just, oh, God, yeah. that makes me cringe because I've heard people say that, like at Bose, like I've heard customers say, "Who are you? Tell you know who I am? Yeah. No, motherfucker, yeah. and I'm not giving you a headset." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Who yeah, you are. fuck your head. You know why? Yeah. I'm the one. Yeah. I control it. You know, I am. Yeah. You don't know me. I am the master. Of the exchange yeah. program, <laughs> and you will stand beneath me, like you know, like that would be the best game five just standing, <laughs> standing on the fucking. I am King Kong. Oh, me! And Alonzo from Training Day. Alonzo for Training Day. Alonzo for example. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all that. My yeah. life is like training day right now. Yeah. I will well, say, <laughs> that's what I'll say. We'll leave it there. I have not been forced to smoke wet yet. Yeah. Oh, you like to get wet? <laughs> anyway, so what are you going to say? Um, I mean, I think that uh, it's like power just, I think that what we're seeing, you know, like that was interesting the thing about like Hector Lombard being knocked out, Matt being like, Finally, because, you know, it, it, you know, because when you physically, when you're able to overpower others or socially or, yeah, professionally, it's mm-hmm. like, it really, it does re- say something about you. It's like, you know, like, 
DJ or Matt for like all yeah. their ability. Like I've never gotten injured with them, like never, sparring with them. Yeah. Like I've never, like I've always felt comfortable. I've always, like I've never, you know, like they've always pushed me, you know, but it's never been to a point where they're they're bullying me or they're making a point or they're yeah. saying, you know, and they could do that, right? That's the yeah. thing is they have the capacity, but they choose not to. And so in that way, that also reveals their character, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. that's the thing is that, you know, power, whether it's, you know, like, you know, Conor McGregor having all this fame and notoriety or, mm-hmm. you know, DJ having this ability, yeah. it's, it reveals, you know, your character. Yeah. Well, okay. So speaking on that, so now that, you know, you've, you know, you, you've done a lot of martial arts and fighting. So what do you think has been the biggest that to your, how you see yourself, like as a, as a person? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of how, like, in terms of how martial arts. Yeah, in terms of how, that, you know, how your experience in martial arts, how that changes. You know, you said how, you know, when you were younger, you were, like, shy and yeah. you know, not, not really want to, you know, put yourself out there. And not that, you know, that has, that necessarily has changed, but how has that been, I guess, altered since you yeah. know, you've opened yourself up to, you know, more yeah. like, uncomfortable things? Yeah, you know? I think... I think martial, it's interesting because I feel like martial arts and actually kind of my um, academic or, you know, track toward medicine actually yeah. really, over, I feel like they actually intertwine, intertwine a lot. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like um, martial arts has just kind of revealed certain aspects of my character. Like, you know, I've always enjoyed learning and I think I pursued things like martial arts or medicine where, you know, it's a constant learning process, you know, where you're mm-hmm. never, you're never going to know everything, mm-hmm. you know, you're never like, you know, it's like. Martial arts, you're never going to know everything. Medicine, you're never going to be the doctor who knows everything. It's just, you know. Yeah, you're not going to be a doctor. No, yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doctor, doctor, doctor. doctor. What's your, what's your doctor didn't know and all that. But I think it helped me to recognize, you know, how I, you know, how I develop as a person, what kind of person I am. Like, really, I feel like martial arts actually helped me study for the MCAT for the medical college admissions test yeah. because mm-hmm. I realized that, yeah, yeah, was similar to your pursuit yeah, of academics. Yeah, like, where okay. I realized that the way that I learned martial arts was I go to the gym, yeah. you know, every day. I do this. I try mm-hmm. all these different things. I really have to. I have to try things myself. I can't yeah. just watch it and you, think about you it. You learn how you learn. And yeah, you took that. Yeah, and I really that. and that really taught me like how I learn and yeah. how you know how I. It revealed you. Yeah, it that. allowed me to mm-hmm. understand just the type of person I am, and mm-hmm. I actually did talk about. Muay Thai and fighting in my yeah. medical school essay. It yeah. was one of, you know, yeah. I talked about just how much it had shaped me and how much, you know, like fighting and just martial arts, it's such a transformative process. And yeah. it's similar to, to medical school where yeah. like, you know, you go through this process and you come out a doctor and it changes yeah. you and just like martial arts, yeah. you know, it reveals you. And I think for me, um, a way of me becoming more aware of who I am and embracing of who I am where you know, I know that I'm the type of person where I need to, you know, constantly be learning something and yeah. engaging in something. Like, and, I can't. And that's how best you are. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, and I realized that, you know, I couldn't just, you know, I, I'm not the type of person where, you know, I would just work a job and then come home and space out in front of TV or mm-hmm. watch the Kardashians. Or like, I, I realized. God. Yeah. I mean, What's wrong with but, the Kardashians? <laughs> I mean, nothing. <laughs> that's probably my favorite show. <laughs> Um, but like, I realized that, you know, I needed, I, I needed more. Like and, that was the kind of stimuli yeah, that you'd, yeah, that's like, kind of you best yeah. transpired. Okay. And I think that martial arts for me allowed me to embrace that and understand that and not see that as, you know, different or, you know, like, oh, 
you know, like it doesn't conform it's, it's to. Not, it's not separate. That was just how yeah. how you saw yourself. Or yeah. Anyway, that was a vehicle where you saw, oh, hey, this yeah. is where I'm strong. And a sense of self-acceptance, honestly. I think yeah. martial arts has helped because, you know, it's like, I remember one time, I think it was you, um, you know, saying like, you know, like you can learn things from DJ, you can learn things from Matt, but you're not going to fight exactly like DJ. You're not going to fight exactly like Matt. You're going to fight like Shatrine. And I think that for me was important to, to be like, yeah, I'm going to fight like me. And it's a sense of self-acceptance as mm -hmm. well of the way that I fight and the way that I learn and grow. It was, I think for me, that was the most illuminating part was accepting myself. Yeah. You know, well, so. it's, it's, it has to be genuine. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Cause I think, the biggest, I think one of the biggest things that people will not respect mm -hmm. is someone who's ingenuine. Yeah. It, it just, it just shows it's like a, like a fakeness. It yeah. just like shows on the surface. That's yeah. why I always think about I remember when John Jones was first coming in and yeah. he was just trying to play like a good person, like, Oh, you know, follow God. And like, everyone goes like, I don't know. I don't there's always, there's always, there was like a big backlash. Yeah. Like, I'm like, well, I'm not sure if he's that if he's really who he says he is, mm. and then you he know, fucking uh, wasn't exactly yeah. all those troubles came to the, to the surface, yeah. And then you're like, oh, John Jones in reality is an asshole, yeah. And that's like, and it it's just, like, no, that that's yeah. you, and yeah. he's probably not going to change. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. he's not going to change, yeah. and that's. <clears throat> I like how you really used um, your journey in martial arts to like how, and then you said this is martial arts helped me prepare for the MCATs. It's like I looked at the, I just took the L side. I looked at it the same way. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's the same way you approach. Yeah, that. I look yeah. at it as like, okay, if I put this much time in, if I know I learn differently, and that I'm gonna have to approach this information different than even my uh, competitors yeah. who are taking it, yeah. then I'll do good. Mm. Um, but also just n knowing that my weaknesses will come out too because like I overtrained. Yeah. Like, yeah. I overstudied. Overstudied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. take a break. And so yeah, like, those things carry yeah. over where it's like if yeah. you, it's you know. It's because it's who you are. Mm -hmm. It's like if you procrastinate when you're fighting, right? If you're not, if you're the type of person who like, oh, you start really caring late into your fight camp about like the really training or pushing yourself or eating right, you mm -hmm. know, like that kind of carries over into how, yeah, you study or how you approach other things. Like I feel like martial arts does reveal your personality and and your character. And I think that it's a sense of self-acceptance and just self-understanding as yeah, well. Yeah, understanding yeah. who you are. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I would talk to you about that and also talk to you too, like about, you know, you're studying, you understanding yourself. And I feel that's a very big thing because yeah. it's just like, I remember we were talking to Morgan like last week, talking about how she saw like the connections mm. in, like, in between other martial arts. But it's the same thing. You can take that understanding from martial arts and take it to other things yeah because that's exactly because like that's just one craft that you do yeah then you see other crafts that you've done you know like learning or yeah. academics or for your term the medical field and you see how that yeah. goes because she talked about yeah. cooking right like yeah. being a chef and the yeah. creativity Express just elbow <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chicken yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She yeah. needs to be on Food Network. Yeah. I feel like this will be a great crossover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, she's really pretty and yeah. she's very like, you're like, oh, she's not aggressive. And she yeah. so we're going to just tenderize the food. Yeah, and, and you know what? Ender, who's not here, has to be like the assistant. He's like the guy carrying the chicken. He's like, yeah. he's like mama me. It makes no sense to make mistake. Yeah. What are they making Chinese food? <laughs> 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 I told you, motherfucker. Yeah. I told you. Stop saying that. <laughs> uh, no, but because I because I totally see the same thing too because I'm uh yeah you know, 
because I'm because when I do like stand up comedy, mm. like I sense I sense the same way because I approach I pro, I approach it the same way in terms of just like how I in terms of how I, how I think, mm. and it's I feel the big because the biggest thing that helps me like people are like how does that help you in terms of stand up comedy? I feel it, it makes me understand my voice mm. like from there or who who I am as a person. Yeah, because I feel like when I when I talk on there, I talk as me because mm. I don't need to talk as anybody else. Yeah, because like so many there. comedians will yeah. totally be like, I'm doing Dave Chappelle or Chris yeah. Rock or, you know, like they'll kind of like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because you watch and, you know, you kind of emulate what you want to be, right? Yeah. And yeah. But I think that, yeah, at a certain point, you have to kind of come into yourself and, right. yeah. Yeah, that quote unquote be yourself. But like, that's the thing because I remember I, lo- I watched a lot of comedy and then I, I really enjoyed jokes and just became like who I was as a person, mm. like as a joking person. I know jokes that's my fun. Jokes and jokes and jokes and But yeah, but that, that's that's how I feel because I feel like when when I talk, I just I just talk as me. But and then but then also you you guys on the, you guys you know know me. You guys know that I make that I make jokes. But I I mean I'm serious. But in essence, like the joke, I also seriously joke. You know, from there, or I joke serious. I remember when yeah. you first started doing stand up, and then yeah. there was a couple people in the gym yeah. who were like, Oh, it's not that funny. I was like, Motherfucker, you go do it. Yeah, like that's all I tell you. That's the perfect response. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, so you think you're the funniest yeah. person? Yeah, you think you could come? It's hard. No, and that's the thing. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. I like, I didn't know those people, but you know, I don't know who those are, but fuck you guys. And that's the same thing, too. You yeah. have to go about it and do it your own. Like, you know, am I the funniest? Like, I know that's the thing that that doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it's the same way though. Right. Like at martial arts, like, does it matter if I'm the best? Like, why do I have to be the best to do it? Yeah, I do it because I enjoy it. Like, are you the best at asking your bullshit questions when people do that? Like, clearly not because I've heard better bullshit questions. <laughs> how about you shut up and go on your life? Yeah, <laughs> stop wasting my time. Yeah. No, but the, and and that and that's just it. And, but then you know, see, that's me. That's that that's the way I've I've understood. Oh, that is me. Like uh, people, you know, because I feel like. You know, talked about me like having an attitude problems, like you know, when I was a kid or like mm-hmm. being sarcastic. You know, like, yeah. like, yeah, me, what? Yeah. what? And I go, like, and but Neil Marshall's like, Man, fuck those people, yeah. And then, and then it's like, I don't oh. give a shit, oh, there yeah. It is. yeah. And then, like, yeah, and then, like, but um, but then, of course, you see how, how that's carried over, like, to me as the person I am now, but. That's but I, I think a big thing needs understanding. Oh yeah, that is who I am as a person, mm-hmm. and that's and if people have a problem with that, they can get out of my life. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. that's fine. But I think that and that's what happens. Like the martial arts, see, that's how I've been able to structure like my life like that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it's like you don't have when I when I do something, I do it because I enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, some people need to have like that drive, like what Scott was saying, like mm-hmm. you know, to be the best. Like you know, for you know, I still compete, but I don't need to be. I don't need to think of myself. I need to put that additional pressure. Yeah. I still go in there. I still train, and um, but I don't need to. I don't need to win. But mm-hmm. I, the biggest important things for me is learning, getting better, and figuring out new things, and being around people that I enjoy. Yeah, being exactly. around, and that's that's what yeah. it is at the end of the day. Because that's how I think about. Okay, how do I want? What do I want at the end of? The, what do I want when? You know, like out of life. Like yeah. I don't. It's not the money, or it's not like the accomplishments. Like from that. Like all I want is. Uh, yeah, the I enjoy the learning, I enjoy the activity, and I enjoy like being around people yeah. that you know, being around people that I can talk not necessarily you know the same, but people that I can interact with. Yeah, you know, from there, and that that's ultimately what life is. You know, yeah. that, that's that social structure. So like, why can't I have that now? You know, mm-hmm. and then find a way to cultivate that for something else. <clears throat> so yeah, that's the way I, I looked about it. <laughs> He's not that funny. <laughs> it's good. No, but it's good because but, but that's good too, and it also just shows like. 
because a lot of people end up you know expecting a lot out of themselves mm. and i think right. in essence like when when you do that you put all these like pretenses or yeah uh well when they like, said that i was just like, like okay i was like you can people can have an opinion literally about anything yeah, yeah. it's super negative yeah yeah, yeah. and it's well just, let me tell you something scott about that oh you saw it recently yeah. i was yeah. ta- i was making a joke about yeah. the second amendment yeah. and then yes i did yeah i got into a two like two-hour conversation with somebody yeah. who really? like yes literally just had all these facts they're loaded for that conversation they're yeah. very knowledgeable yeah. have they prepared and, for the conversation no, 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 like, like, totally oh well prepared. let me tell you something about that yeah. yeah and of course how to get a lot of questions that i didn't have the answer to but it, it, it was just one of those things where it's like people are it's it's an art to listen and it's also an art to like not be unnecessarily critical, right? Yeah. Because you could, if you're being critical and it's like it's used to like enhance the person, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Or, it, but if it's used to just like tear somebody down and just literally to be an asshole, yeah. It's like no, yeah, I, I agree with Pochola. Get the fuck out of my life. Like, yeah. That's really, and I hate this negative energy, negative vibes, man. Yeah. But it's so true. You made a few some negative energy. Yeah. Oh man. Because there's a difference between being negative and then just keeping the fucking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And you got you got to trust them. Oh, for me, there's only certain people in my life that I'll be like, you can keep it real with me. Mm. Like you can really just no bullshit. Give me the real. Yeah. I want the real about what's going on right now. Um. And there's some people it's just like you don't you don't know me well enough to do that. Yeah. So yeah. you can keep it real with me, and I'll just go, kind of like you. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't know me from Adam. You don't know yeah. me or yeah. yeah. through. Exactly. It's like why why are you, why are you talking to me like that? Yeah, like from there, like, but, but there's a way to receive that respectfully. Like yes. someone will walk up to you and go, "Hey, Marshall, I really did it. Um, enjoy your stand-up." You'd be like, "Okay, thank you." Like, yeah, thank you. It's like yeah. uh, O'Malley right now. Yeah, the guy who's yeah. the guy who's about to fight is talking all this shit. Yeah, and like texting him like, yeah. "You got bullied when you were um, in school, and those tattoos don't make you tough." And O'Malley's like, "Thanks, bro." And then he's like, yeah. yeah, you're gonna get your ass with da da da. And he's like, I know, man. I know. <laughs> like that's the yeah. perfect way to yeah, respond. Yeah, it is. It's like, yeah. yep, you're right. You yeah. know, like it's. It's yeah, really, it's like it's like that. No response is still a response, like from there, because you don't need to entangle yourself. Yeah, with and that. you know nobody does that with fucking McGregor. Nobody, no. nobody's been like, oh, cool story, man. Cool. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> well, no, well, Nate, Nate Diaz did. Oh well, Nate yeah. was like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it's just understanding people that you want in your life you know mm-hmm. like people you know people can come in and you know say, say all that but in essence like how much their words only matter as mu- as much as you give it to them yeah or they true. only have as much power as you give them yeah like from there and i feel like that that's the, that's the biggest thing because i remember when um because oh i remember just you know a conversation last week you know that was you know off the record but we were just talking about people that we have in our lives you know that weren't are necessarily I mean, not that they're bad people, but they're not necessarily good to be when they're around us. Yeah. And it's just figuring out that, oh, yeah, sometimes, like, when it's not abandoning them, mm. like, to not be around them, it's sometimes because you're, you're hurting yourself by being around yeah. them, right, in essence, you know? 
there because they're not and they're not getting help from you. It's like, what can I do for you? Really, that's what ends up. You yeah. know what am I doing for you? Yeah. Like that's my first response now. Is like even yeah. when we talk about dating relationships yeah. and stuff. People are like, "Scott, oh, you dating them?" Like, no, I'm just chilling right now because I'm really like, man, what can I do for another person that I let to get that close to me? Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. No, but that's that's, just, that's, that's that's the real. No, but that, but that, that's a good way to look at it because mm-hmm. that's no because that's essential what relationships are or not just not just you know romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. But you know, friendships like yeah. this, like we're around each other because we, because you know, we're you know going towards a common goal. We're talking about things that we understand, you know. Yeah. But we're moving towards something, you know. Yeah. If I'm around somebody and we're just, you know, we're not moving towards anything, then I feel like, oh, I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Like from there, and then I'm not. This person's not getting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. If I'm not getting anything out of it, what's the point <laughs> yeah. for me? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I know what I'm getting out of here. Yeah. You know, from there, because that's what. And that, that's how I look at relationships, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, it's got to be moving towards. Are you wasting my time? That's what yeah, I'm yeah. Are we I mean, wasting each other? Yeah, are we wasting yeah. each other? Because I feel like if you're wasting my time, then I'm wasting your time. And that's then just we're not yeah. older too. I'm yeah. 29. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. man, I've been there and I've done all the, the other yeah. shit with dating relationships yeah. and friendships. Like yeah. dating relationships, I've had the just quick whatever, and then with friendships, I've had the just friendship that was based on just one thing. Man. Yeah. And I'm sober now, so it's like. I had dude, friends that I got fucked up with all the time. Mm. I had friends that I kicked with being really stupid and reckless shit. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I'm mature. But, but you're not into, you're <laughs> you not know? into just yeah. getting fucked up anymore. You're not into getting doing reckless shit. shit. So yeah. that relationship isn't there. Because it's like, I'm not benefiting. Yeah. The way that's set up, I'm not benefiting anymore. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually hurting myself too. Yeah. So yeah. It's just, that's an honest, an honest thing, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that, that, that is. And it's just looking into your life and seeing how, you know, how you can, I think it's just looking through life and seeing things that can benefit you and how you can grow from it. Yeah. And speaking of that, like, so like you were talking about it earlier, but talking about how your injury made you like look into things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So like, how did that, so how, so how could you like talk about that? Uh, yeah. Like, um, so it was, um, I think end of September I got injured. Um, okay. and so, tore your ACL. yeah, so tore my ACL and I think, um, you know, and I think my attitude towards, um, you know, just training, um, except for when I was taking, studying for the MCAT, it was just be in the gym, you know, as many days a week, you mm-hmm. know, just, you know, doing conditioning, even when I didn't have a fight, you know, just like, yeah. it was, I mean, it was more, more, more. Yeah. It was yeah. like, but it was very much an idea of like, I need to just go hard all the time and, you know, always be, you know, like doing this. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, it's just, but you know, like this idea of like, you don't take breaks, right? Like I remember, you know, like it was funny because my uh, Pat and I, we just, we had our anniversary in um, March, our wedding anniversary and our first anniversary, he was like, what did we do? And I realized I trained. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized. Shout, also, out, to shout out to Pat. Yeah. Pat, I love you. you want to And then looks at me and just looks like really, yeah. you can just see the disgust on her yeah. face. Like, yeah. 
she was just completely judging and Pat, yeah. of course, like poor guys, yeah. like such a gentle giant. It no, was like that's the thing because no. like that's funny because you can because I know what Pat looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like if anyone's getting yeah. their ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you don't understand. Then she said to me, "You can't see." Like, you know, I remember it was my birthday and I had the flu and Jenna, you know, yeah. Bambi was like, yeah. was like, you have the flu and it's your birthday and you're training. But yeah. it was that mentality of like, yeah. you need to train no matter what. And yeah. so then when I had this injury where it's like, no, like, don't, you know, like, this is yeah. stupid. You're going to do more harm to you. And when yeah. I didn't train and then when I had the surgery, it really, <laughs> it allowed me to take a step back. And I remember coming into the gym and like, and it's, you know, I remember you showed me that, um. The, the, the when Dominic Cruz with yeah. Joe Rogan and yeah. he was talking about being injured and yeah. you know and it's just and so much of it is it's really about that mentality of just yeah. being away you know yeah. and you know like the surgeon being like well it's going to be a year before you're really fully back and yeah. it's like it's just hard you know to go to yeah. the gym and to be like watching people because I remember it was like probably four weeks after my surgery and I remember going there and wanting to shadow box and yeah. like kind of starting yeah, to, to and being yeah. like and and being like no that hurts like yeah. you know but I and I think that's the thing that's hard is that it's like right now like for the past month I've kind of taken a break away from it because I've noticed that when I go in there it's like this like urge that I'm like oh my gosh I need to do this but yeah. then it's like you know when I've done that I you know I pushed myself beyond like I've definitely trained through injuries which hasn't been you know which hasn't been wise yeah. either so I think the good thing about this is that it also because you know I think it's it's not healthy to just do you know train like you know so much that you're not getting rest and that you're over training yeah but then it's so for me right now it's finding that balance, that balance of where yeah. you know I can train I can enjoy myself, but then I can still progress, you know? Yeah, like and so finding that balance in terms of like how, yeah. much, how active and how rested. Yeah. Cause I yeah. think, you know, like I remember the one vacation that Pat and I went on one in the past, yeah. like, no, yeah. but really before, yeah. like, um, in the past, like, you know, whatever, four years I had been at the gym or five yeah. years, like it was when I went, took him to Hawaii. Um, and we were training, training at, at yeah, at Peru's gym. Yeah. We were training there yeah. and he was like, this is our vacation. And yeah. it was Greg, me and Eileen, like yeah. training for like five hours a day. Yeah. And like, and, I mean, Pat was just like, this is yeah. not a vacation, but yeah. I mean, and I think that, you know, that kind of now I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, I want a more balanced, you know, I want a more balanced relationship with it, you know, yeah. and also because, well, you know, that's why like I get, because so, there's guys in the there's a couple guys in the gym that like to give me diet advice mm. and like I get, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm sick of it. <laughs> Freak out when you ate a cookie. Really? Yes. Yeah, I would yeah. just. I was yeah. so. He, he was just. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I was so yeah. tense and so. Yeah. So when I eat what I want now, I'm just like, and I tell him I'm like, I don't. I'm not fighting. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Like, that's why I love DJ because he's like, Hey Scott, how much you weigh? And I'm like, Dude, like fucking one eighty. He's like, Good. 
No, no, because Scott. Oh, no, well, yeah. because DJ saw Scott when he was there, and the when he struggle. was at his, yeah. yeah. And then like getting, yeah, just struggle. And I feel like it's a freeing sense, like from there. And I feel that's why, because like you're, it's, it's like when, you know, it's. I feel like because you almost repressed yourself. Yeah. In that sense, is like trying to make it's that like way. Five years yeah. of just like. Yeah. I'm just eating like. Yeah. And I had to because now I'm looking at like just this, and it's like I'm just a big, like I'm a big 135er. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so I had yeah. to do that to stay lean. So yeah. it's like for me, your natural weight was just higher. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I'm but you had so then you had yeah. to like deprive yourself yeah. in order to. Yeah. yeah to make it. Probably. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was like. That's talking about balance because it's like okay, like McGregor said something really like if you're gonna eat the burger, just eat the goddamn burger, like yeah. just and, and, do and, it. and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have that, yeah. have that balance. Yeah, right? that's, that's, that's intense really personalities like especially you and I. We're yeah. just like, it's got to be like this because yeah. in our mind, it's like we're so competitive with ourselves within that imaginary fighter who's training yeah. that doesn't exist. Oh, they're yeah. running right now. Yeah. What's their name? Yeah. I can't give you their name. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. They're, they're I, out there. They're, they're getting better. Yeah. I know. They're getting better. They're like, you know, they're in Thailand training right now. You know, yeah. like, uh, then, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's really like, it, yeah, it's like this imaginary fighter and. You know, and it's funny because you just build. Yeah, and I remember the first time side. I did a smoker, yeah. you were like, I like to treat, lower your expectations. Like, yeah. really, like, it's going to yeah. be just like this. Because yeah. I really, like, <laughs> I've been watching so many Muay Thai and high level fights that I was yeah. like, super technical, yeah. crazy. No, I remember you, know? Urban, yeah. you came to that, and I was like, Urban needs to hear yeah. that to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he still does that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, but no, but I tell, I tell that to Urban all the time. But I feel, no, it's funny because. You know, you. I'm around all these like intense personalities, and it's not like my personality is not intense. But you know, I'm really calm and like a more more laid back. You're like one punch man. I'm like one punch man. Yeah, yeah. I'm You're just like, like real serene. Yeah. But no, no, yeah, because that's the thing. I'm very, I'm very used to like you know putting myself like in the fire, and I just understand like what what it takes from mm. there. But like, and I feel that's why you know I can connect well you know with all of you because I know where you're coming from. Yeah. But I also know like, hey, wait, maybe that's not necessarily the best. Coming, uh, coming from there. I think yeah. having you in my corner has always been really comforting to me mm -hmm. because it's always like, just relax. Like you're just, you know, it's just calm down. Like I remember before a smoker, I was uh, listening to some meditation and I remember mm -hmm. like I was lying there and I think I can't remember someone was trying to like bother me and you're like, knock yeah. it off. Because yeah. for me, like I'm already so amped up yeah. that I don't need, like there are people you know, who listen to like heavy metal or hardcore <laughs> rap. <laughs> yeah, like they'll, listen, <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, yeah. listening to like really hardcore stuff to get like, but my heart rate is already so high yeah. because I'm already amped You're up. You're amped up. You don't need anything yeah, else. Yeah, I need that. For me, I need to calm down. You yeah. know, bring it down yeah. because, you know, that intensity is already there, you yeah. know? So. The situation yeah. itself is, like, already intense. And yeah. my last couple of fights, I got to that place where I was just pretty serene. Like, yeah. I fell asleep in my amateur. Just fight. like Hendo? Yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> have you ever heard about the Dan Henderson story? No. <laughs> so Dan Henderson falls asleep before every fight. Yeah, and then they wake him up. He like falls asleep pretty much. And they're back. Just old ass Dan Henderson. And they're like, Dan, you're up. And he's like, I'm up. Wrap the right hand. They put one slash his hand. Like, it's going to be one for the good girl. Like, you say that every time, Dan. God damn it, that right hand lands. <laughs> state of mind no but yeah no and I, I, I agree like and we, i've talked to irving too about this but he amped himself so up and especially when we're when we're talking when we talked to him about his fight that happened in uh in february mm. he just had like this 
really high expectations. High expectations. He's like a lot of pressure. Yeah, really? he put a lot of undue pressure that that wasn't necessary, yeah. like for himself. And it's not like he did bad. It's just that in his mind, he made it. He made like every, I guess. Uh, everything that wasn't ideal, even bigger than what it was. He was thinking that. too much in there. Yeah, and it, it's like I learned something new with um, going through that with Irving because it was like his cousin had died mm. in a motorcycle accident, I think, and um, his cousin was the one who gave him money to train at AMC. Really, and said and he, he was uh, he said this to him. He's like, I was just helping it. I can't be on the right path. So it's like, how do you? What do you say? Don't do that. Yeah. Don't think about that. Don't cherish that. Yeah. So I had to tread very lightly and go, that moment can be separate from you going in there yeah. and fighting. That moment can literally just be what motivates you every day to go and train yeah. and go and um, get those extra rounds in to be super attentive and to yeah. ask all the questions and to just get the most out of the experience. Because yeah. yeah. I think that's what really did him in in that fight is he – in his the, mind, the expectations. He's like, "This is yeah. for you, you know. I know yeah. you're somewhere." And, yeah. Um, versus just kind of go separating that moment out. So I, I was glad to walk through that with him because it's difficult. Because we talked about our pain and our facing ourselves. It's like we have trauma. Like we think I would think about the crazy shit before I would fight. Like, yeah. I would just turn it into some gangster shit real quick. I'm like, "Motherfuckers trying to kill me before <laughs> they want this time." And it's like, "No, yeah. no one's gonna kill you." Yeah. You need it in there, and I feel like everyone has to go into like a different kind yeah. of mindset. You know, like for me, like I don't really think about that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Well, someone's about to get fucked up. It just, it's just how it, it's everyone because everyone's thought patterns are different. So yeah. like, even though I can only really like tell you, like you know, what works for me or like what I see like from you, yeah. But you know, everyone thinks differently. But because that's the thing, and no one, because no one person, it's just like the same thing when I say like you can't like fight like person. I can't make you think yeah. like in a way you're gonna think the way you are, but it's a matter of you understanding the way you think. Yeah. From there, I think is is, is what's important. But yeah, and um, I know this is like an option, but I'm just remembering when uh, when you were cutting weight like for your fight, and then I just one year so like Scott like we were so we were at her uh, like apartment complex. Yeah. So There's like an exercise point of it, uh, but there was a point where she's like hitting pads, and I remember uh was so Bronte Bronte was there. She looked. Bronte looked outside and there was like just this young Asian girl like watching Shatrine like kick pads. And like, do you do you remember that? No, I don't. Oh, you don't remember that. But anyway, yeah. So I'm just holding pads for Shatrine. Shatrine's like kicking the pads. And this like young, I don't know, probably like eight years old girl is just watching Shatrine. And then like when she noted that we were looking at her, she just runs off. Uh, so it's like, like fucking Braveheart. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, kill William Wallace. Yeah. And he's like, they're putting the rope around his neck. And he's like staring out of the crowd, a little boy staring at him. Back and forth, back and forth. You will be the next one. No, because the Bronte laughed at that. that was like, oh yeah, that, that, that girl might have gotten inspired today. Yeah. You know, from there, from seeing something. Because I feel... That's the thing because we went back. We talked about the hyper masculine. Yeah, like, it's almost like to. Okay, I feel like for me to get into fighting wasn't that hard because mm. it's just a male. It's like almost expected. Yeah, or like not expected, but it's more the norm. Like, yeah, not, it's like when I feel uh, that was like really it really rendered like in me like oh yeah that girl had probably never seen anything like that before yeah. had never it never been made possible for her that she could do something like yeah. that and she sees somebody you know doing something that oh what in like, real life yeah, yeah in real life like something that she could write tangibly because like no the way 
because I remember like the way she was like she was like totally like she was totally focused on like what you were doing and it's like so cool yeah and then it's hear. like yeah but um but you were just focused on the weight because yeah like, I was just like, like, ah! I, know, it's like <laughs> I'm like Michelle I want cake from QFC yeah, yeah. And I was like and well, then there was this yeah. really old guy that was there too yeah 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 he was in the bathroom yeah it was really good it was really fucking yeah, but well, then where I kicked the shit out of it. Yeah, don't worry. Then I called the cops. Yeah. On myself because I was the man. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> 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 it's just blossomed. Yeah. Oh, no, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's good. It just shows because no, that, that's the thing. It's like what Scott said, like seeing it in the real. Yeah. And it makes it more possible for you. And it just made it. It made me think about. Uh, I was talking. So I was talking to a friend of mine. He was just saying, we were talking about just high performers, or yeah. like, it was like these like sports things. But there was like a, ba- a baseball player, like from like small island. It was like somewhere in the Caribbean, mm. and he was like the first baseball player to come out of that place. Yeah. But then as soon as he came, like like f- like ten years later, like fifty people because yeah. <laughs> it just like it all became real. They said, yeah. "Oh hey, Roberto did it. Yeah. That means we can all do it." Yeah. Like from there, and I feel that and that, that's that's a powerful thing. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. we forget like how much we influence other things. Yeah, there's yeah. significance of acts of courage. Yeah. Both those are examples of yeah. acts of courage. Fighting isn't easy, you know. Yeah. Playing professional sports or leaving a country to go play somewhere else, that takes yeah. a lot of courage. So yeah. leading by example, you know. And that's the that just puts that whole saying into practice where it's like you never know who's watching, you just don't know yeah. who you've inspired, even in the small little venues in which you've performed or yeah. you know that's why we can't act like what we do is ever like insignificant yeah. yeah i think it's easy for us to be like oh well you know it's just that fight or whatever like you know like you don't you just don't think like oh who's gonna remember like oh yeah that one and, and edmonds like you yeah. know like you just you know we kind of like you, write you, it you off brush it off yeah because it it's like oh that fight in edmonds or oh that one like you know like you always have a story and it's something mm-hmm. that you brush off but it's not but you never yeah you never know right. because there have definitely been fights that i've watched where i'm like you know like that's like yeah. you know like i remember I think it was, I, I was telling you about this, but I remember the first time I think I saw Morgan fight was West Coast Fight Team, and yeah. that was our first knockout. Yeah, and that yeah. Was, but my yeah, first was there. Yeah. You get back in there, just uh, for me, or it is over. No, I remember. I remember <laughs> that. I remember like I remember. Uh, I didn't know it was Morgan at the time, but now like looking back, but like I remember like seeing like the girl, the woman was stunned, and like yeah, like the, her corner being like pushing her back in there like and I'm they like, shouldn't have put her back in I know it's like why are you doing that but yeah. like is it a bad it was bad like it was her legs weren't quite underneath her yeah and I feel like that last shot really just took yeah is it YouTube? I, I don't know I don't know if it is uh, maybe but, we can ask more yeah we can ask if she has, has it. it but yeah. I remember like that I remember seeing that and like that was you know like it's the, funny the, I did remember until you mentioned that I was like yeah. oh yeah I definitely I definitely saw someone get yeah oh, yeah oh, I think it, yeah and I think it was yeah Morgan because I remember fighting later that night yeah. um and then I remember that was like the because the girl I fought and I, I told you this like it was a boxing match yeah and it was like supposed to be kickboxing but then yeah. like. Two minutes before, like, Monica came over and was like, pull off your, like, you know, your shin pads when it's a yeah. boxing match. I was like, what? Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, fine. And then. Which is funny because she got knocked out by a right hand. Yeah, yeah. she, yeah. So then ended by TKO because. Yeah, she's stunned. Uh, oh, yeah. you knocked out your opponent. Well, it was a TKO, though. It was the same. It was like the same situation where it was they like. put her back in there, though. It was like, <laughs> Morgan's at our gym, and it's like. Every like I think that actions like not being insignificant is 
is a big thing. And especially yeah, like the, there's a lot more you have a lot more purpose to that. I remember I was just walking in, in Seattle and then I saw actually it was like it was the opponent I fought like my in my first oh, yeah, I yeah. You said that. Yeah, because like, like yeah, he he recognized He's like me. Patrol, you're like, I was like Yeah, there's no one else named <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're like yeah. look around. Yeah. No, I, I'm like I know but I recognize him too because that's but that's the thing. It's like, it's pretty surreal because you know he'll it's like we, because we were at the, at that point. So we were at points. Like, you remember that fight? We we were trying to kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, like yeah. it was pretty real. Yeah. <laughs> was that the um, he trained with, with that boxing? With that boxing. Uh, what was the box? Rude Awakening. Yeah, Rude Awakening. That was in. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, Dylan Sayer. That kid was, was so cool. He was yeah. tough. Yeah, and and yeah, we. But that's the thing. He remembered. He remembered me, and he goes like, "Yeah, man." And I just talked about. You know how how he's doing and stuff like that, and he well he, the most thing, he he comes up. I don't know if you remember me. I'm like, of course I'm gonna remember. You're me. like, yeah, we yeah, come on. Exactly, yeah, we, like yeah, we tried yeah, to kill each other. We tried other. to kill each other for almost ten minutes. So it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna forget you. you know, from, from that. But it's like it's that surreal moment where you like realize like, oh, I'm connected to this person. Yeah. No yeah. matter like, no matter like how what they do like in life, like he's gonna yeah. look back. Oh yeah, I remember that. You know yeah. that one night and then. Same thing, like the same thing. Or else, witness it is connected yeah. to it too. It's like yeah. you created these stories. It's like yeah. Colin tells uh, my brother Colin tells the craziest <laughs> story about my knockout win yeah. uh, when I defended my defended title. your title. Yeah, and so, you floating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy. I yeah. fought this guy BJ Sam Lucas, and he clipped me in the first round. I was wobbly. I ended up turning him and throwing a straight right and just KOing him. Then wow. after that, I just lost it. I was yelling, "This my belt, motherfucker!" I was just screaming, and I and so I remember running around. This is my this <laughs> yeah. guy. This is my this your, this your my perspective. Yeah, I remember running around the ring and just saying that over and over again, and then like dr- jumping in there and then just landing crisscross applesauce and then just meditating like this and not moving and yes. then like just anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my quarter came in. That's what I remember. So I remember seeing. This is what uh, DJ remembers. <laughs> DJ remembers sitting there, and then I'll just talk about Colin and seeing me. And then Steve Skins, my other coach, is here. He's coach of Pacific, and he's trying to grab me. He's like, Stop, calm down. Get calm down. And, reach, yeah. and reach. And then so yeah. DJ goes like yeah. this and grabs his arm. He's like, No, he needs this. <laughs> yeah. I was so fucking high. All I remember is I was like, Colin ran up and put his arm through the ropes and was banging all the cams and going, yes! Yeah! Yeah! He said he, he remembers looking at uh, Wiki and Mizuno, the two Japanese yeah, just, fighters. Just and he said they just look like anime characters. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, <laughs> and after the fight, Mizuno walks up to me and he goes, you, you're crazy. That's the only English you know. Yeah. You are crazy. Yeah. So it's like these awesome memories and all my yeah. a bunch of my friends from Tacoma were there, a bunch of guys I hung out with and my cousin was there. And it's cool because like that was that's the other aspect of fighting or just competing in something like this is like it brings people together, which is yeah. like yeah. you form this memory because of how intense it is. Yeah. You're watching your friend, your loved one, whoever go in there and do that. Yeah. yeah. And then it sucks because I don't have that same story with him that you do with your guy. Like, I try to go and talk to him. He does not want to talk to you me. Talk to and that's what I learned. DJ was like, you don't talk to my opponents afterwards, especially if I knock him out. It's like, yeah. Some of them, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them got blinded forever by Conor McGregor. Right? <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Who got blinded forever? Rayford. 
it's true it's like you have these connections and you know you don't even um like one of my favorite um kind of Muay Thai bloggers, writers, uh, Sylvie. Yeah, Sylvie, Sylvie, yeah, I follow her. But she, yeah. um, she always nurtures these really great relationships with all her former opponents. Like, mm-hmm. she's on, like, she, and that's the thing that I love is that, um, you know, she does Muay Thai in Thailand, and, like, you know, she just, she nurtures these relationships, and she really tries to, like, empower them. Like, she always posts the stories about them, you know, like, winning this belt or this. Like, she doesn't, like, it's such a, like, I, I, she doesn't see it as her own ego. Like, she sees it as this collective, yeah, like, it's empowering. It's not like yeah. war where it's like, yeah. you shoot this fucking ISIS yeah. guy. And it's yeah. like, yeah, we went, shot yeah. him and just blew his leg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the bus, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I think that's very significant, too, just the, yeah. the fact that, you know, it's it's women's Muay Thai, yeah. you yeah. know, and I feel it's that's an even smaller yeah. like, community or in terms of just in terms of population. Yeah. And I feel, yeah, because I remember, because I don't know, I, I think we just both found it and then we, we were talking about yeah. it. But yeah, it's very, because, you know, she's, you know, she approaches that in a very thoughtful way. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, because like fighting for her was like, you know, it was a very, I don't know if spiritual is the right word, but I guess maybe it was like, it's a, it was very like mentally building yeah. like for her. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, you, I mean, you may not be best friends with it. Ruin, it ruins it when you have an opponent who's just super disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's but even hard. like, I, there was some like redemptive quality after McGregor knocked out Aldo where he mm-hmm. was like, he felt sympathy because he's like, that was too quick. Yeah, you didn't even get a chance to show your game. Yeah, you know, let's run it back or like, and I've seen McGregor after all that shit talking be really cordial with his. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because it's like you just then you see like you know these outbursts, but then you see like yeah, like but then after some fights, like he's so gracious, or even when it, when Mayweather, you know, like yeah. you know TKO'd him, he was like, you know, should have just let him put me out, you know. I mean, but he was also very gracious as well, you know, yeah, like fucking paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what? You'd be gracious for, uh, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, there's something about, yeah, having that mutual respect, you know, where it's, um, you know, where you both are, you know, you're both facing the same things, you know, you're both, everyone's going through this different experience, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's very much a shared, like, you know, they all have their own experience, but it's a very yeah. much a shared thing. And yeah, it's, you a, know, it's a very shared thing. And it's such a, like Scott was saying, it's like, it's such, it's such a memory, but it's not just like regular memory. It's just because it's so rooted in uh and just like the physical action of it yeah. in terms of it's like a you know it's, it's a you know just somewhat like a lot of, there's a lot of force behind it yeah, yeah. a lot of thinking behind my it. my tribe so, showed yeah, up that. your tribe showed up yeah. Yeah. we had this fight yeah. we're cool now yeah 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 yeah, yeah from there and it's like that's the thing it's, just, it's not like you know we were friends but we're all like yeah like i'm saying like it's like oh yeah i share that connection yeah with like that and i share that connection with, like with you know all the people that i fought before yeah. well whether i know it or not and it's you know it's it's a very it's like it's a thing it's like i'll they'll always remember me i'll always remember yeah like them yeah and it's, it's 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 a it's a respect it thing. is it's a respect it's like, yeah yeah because i respect because they put it out on the line they, yeah. they didn't have to yeah you know from there and it's and we because you know we because there wasn't because it's almost like a it's, it's almost such a i guess not really like but it's like it's like a significant event you know yeah, there's like there was a time there was a person i was before that fight and then there's the person that was after that. Yeah, I mean, and it's each like, fight totally changes you yeah. and affects you. It shapes you, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's the thing is that each fight yeah. is significant, you know? Yeah. Even if it's, oh, this fight where <laughs> this happened or this fight where I've really shown or this fight where, you know, like, yeah. I didn't, you know, like, each fight is significant, yeah. you know? And, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, but but and I feel like because at the end of the day, it's just that yeah connection as a martial artist too. Yeah. And I feel, but that's the thing too, just also the the people in in lives because you know it's not just like what because I know you guys for years, but it's not like what doesn't matter is the amount of the years. It matters like what we did yeah. during those years is like more has been like really more significant than some someone I might have known for like you know much longer than that. Like what do we really do? Oh, yeah. we play. Tonka trucks or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So, you know, or just work if you work a bunch. If you work yeah. a shitty job. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. That camaraderie yeah. might be just because you worked a shitty yeah, job. Yeah, your camaraderie was just like your camaraderie oh, yeah, was yeah, just yeah. a shitty yeah. job. When the shitty job's done, you're like, hey, remember that shitty job we were at? Yeah, yeah. 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 completely different. Yeah. yeah, it's like you. But this is really like a shared life experience. You know, it's like you're going through it together. You're talking. You know, it's not just like oh, we train and then we're done. It's like there is like this constant engagement. You know, it's like even if I've been out of the gym for like you know, a month, like, you know, Greg will text me and be like, Hey, what's up? You know, what's going yeah. on? It's like, you know, it's just a constant engage. It feels like a lifelong, you know, yeah. engagement and like yeah. that kind of relationship that I've built, you know, yeah. through this. So, yeah. Oh, and then speaking of which, that's why it's, it's very powerful. I remember because you mentioned how you watched the Dominic Cruz video. Yeah. I showed you, are you familiar with that? There's one Dominic Cruz, one on Joe Rogan. But anyway, he's just talking about his injury. Well, it's not the whole part. It was just a snippet about Mm. Dominic Cruz talking about his injury. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing, like, for me, was that he was talking about how he had to let go of of himself. And with that, because he was just so attached to himself as the fighter. And that he had to realize, like, oh, no, I don't have. And it wasn't, like, a spiritual thing. He was just like, oh, it was just a free thing for me to actualize the injury. He had to realize, like, oh. I, I am not being, it was, it was, it was, I can't really quite say it like in his words, but it, it spoke to me because it just showed, because I just know, because, you know, I knew Dominic Cruz, you know, as a fighter, yeah. you know, a great fighter coming in, and then like having devastated, yeah. like, Ace, like not once, not, but twice, and then getting all like, all these like, uh, pretty much an, an abundance of injuries. Well, he was, ch- well, he was chasing who he used to be before the injury. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that that happens even in coming back. Like, yeah, for me in training, like, yeah, I'm coming back, and then there's this knowledge of who I am, or what I've done. But I'm not like I was so detached from that. Then when yeah. I came back, I was just like, oh, you know about me? Like, I'm, I'm, what the fuck did I do? Legendary you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that. And then even in how my performance has changed, like I still have the same techniques, but my game's a little different. It's like I even felt like I still do this in sparring sessions where. If there's no stakes for me. It doesn't matter if I get submitted. What happens to me if I win or lose is of no consequence, especially now. Yeah. Before, to me, it didn't matter. Yeah. Now, I don't care. You can yeah. knock me for an entire round. I just don't give a fuck. It yeah. is what it is. But I still have that small voice in my head that's like, you can't let that happen. And you used to do... It's just ego. Yeah. So yeah. I think what he, he was doing, time he's time like, time. look, this is... And that's why Aljamain's cool, but it's like, bro, you got to call out Dominic. He's done, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. After... Aljamain Sterling after the UFC victory called out Dominic Cruz and it's like no nah, bro fight probably not gonna happen anymore. yeah but he just probably wanted just the biggest name but I feel like no just being able to let go or like not not being who you who your accomplishments are yeah like, or right. not being in that because I want and that's just like that's that's what I want to do too because like, I want I don't want to like I don't need to be like anybody or I, I don't and I don't need to gauge myself from that like yeah. who I am today is just who I am and, that, yeah. and that's just what happens like, from yeah. there but yeah I think we've definitely seen, I don't know, like, you know, people who really base themselves around being this big fighter, you know, like John Jones or, you know, like Conor McGregor. And it's like, yeah. what's going to happen when yeah, I end these guys? Yeah, and it's like or, or Ronda Rousey, you know, yeah. where it's like, what Ronda happens Rousey, when yeah. you're not, when you're not. What happens when Amanda Nunes punches Ronda Rousey out of you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, punches your soul out of you? Yeah. 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 
But you know, like it's really like if your if your identity is so framed around being a fighter or a champion or whatever, you know, like it really doesn't allow you to, you know, have any room for error or any room for growth. Really, you know, mm -hmm. it's like. You know, and I and I think that's kind of something that because you almost pigeonhole yourself. Yeah, it's like, like you know, yeah, it's like person. if I'm if I'm not this, then there's nothing that exists outside of this, and what am I? And then I think that's really where you start destroying yourself. Yeah. You know? So. No, yeah, no, that's I, I totally agree. Mm. Well, yeah, man, it's getting real dark. So I think this, this is one of our yeah. longest podcasts. No, oh I, my no, god, this, I, this, I can't this, even see no, myself no, anymore. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh! No, like, this, was this, it like three yeah. hours? Yeah, no, no, this is our longest podcast. So oh thank gosh. you for joining us. <laughs> if you've made it this long. Thank um, you, Trin. Yeah, thank, thank you, thank Shishi, you. for joining us. And thank um, you guys. no thanks to Ender for not being here. <laughs> but uh, if you, but uh, talking about important things, let's talk about our Patreon www.patreon.com slash creation philosophy yes action gene sponsorship action gene sponsorship <laughs> where yeah. i'm right now yeah um, yeah but yeah thank you thank you yeah. for listening and yeah we appreciate your viewership bye everybody bye